Zombie Girls podcast. I'm your co-host Rachel and joining me to talk about the year that was 2022 is Matilda. Hi. Ariel. Hey. And Sarah. Hello. Hello, ladies. How the hell are you? How are you feeling about 2023 so far? (laughs) Uh, Sure. It's good. (laughs) Is it do you feel like a sense of hope, though, like a new year, a new you, a new chance for adventure? No, I'm not doing that bullshit again. No, (laughs) no, no, I'm I'm cautiously 2022 screwed me. I'm not doing that for 2023. (laughs) Yeah, I I am tiptoeing into this year and hoping it doesn't notice I'm here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How about you, Tilly? Do you have some optimism for 2023? I don't know. It started with like a biblical level flood (laughs) oh right that is true that is true so you woke up like new year's day and it was just like what's been destroyed overnight um (laughs) still underwater are all the animals at the zoo still in their enclosures up the hill uh Mm. yeah so it feels uh it came in dramatically i would say um but i'm a little hopeful everybody's gotten their porch furniture standing back up and so we're all right yeah i know we were told it was going to be pouring rain all week this week and there's been sunny days that to me makes me feel a little bit hopeful i don't know i'm going to be the optimist on the show and say like while i agree with sarah's tiptoeing to some degree like don't notice me just let me blend into 2023 i don't know i feel like there's a chance maybe things will look up this year well there's supposed to be six more storms in january that oh, are gonna, because of the atmospheric river. The good news is, though, that probably means wildfire season will chill the hell out. This oh, year. there you go. Look yeah. on the bright side. Hey, yeah. you know what? Over Chateau. That's what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> we went up in the hills New Year's Day, and there's the, there are these gauges all over California in the hills that the city puts out that's like the wildfire danger level, and uh-huh. it's always between bad and severe. It was low. I've oh, never seen wow. it at low. Amazing. Wow. See? Okay. We'll see. That's good news. There yeah. you go. Knock on yeah. wood. There you go. <laughs> so, all right. What have you been up to? It's been like a, at least a month since we've all hung out. Anything exciting happening? Any new PT cruiser spottings? What's going yes. on in everybody's <laughs> lives? I did have a new PT cruiser uh, spotting. There have oh, been no. two the that sex moved cult into my neighborhood. Two? Two into my complex. Oof. Oh my god! Yes. They're recruiting. It's recruit. It's like open enrollment at the sex. I'm uh, really nervous because, like, building. in a in a couple of months, it's gonna stop raining, and and that's not <laughs> good. So like, <laughs> suns out, well. buns out. Is yeah, real. In yes. your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited because we've been on a bit of a like public sex story dry spell lately. So I yeah. am. My body is ready for you to see all just a city of Donald Ducks. <laughs> just I, so far, luckily, I have not seen any old man dong lately. That's that's a plus for me. But oh my gosh. Okay. The other night I went to take the trash out, and at the beginning of every month, people will move out of my complex and they just like will leave boxes of things they don't want to take with them out near oh, the trash God. area. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I went in there and there was a whole box full of sex toys. <gasps> Just like tons Oof. of like dildos and vibrators and stuff. And I went to pull my phone out to take a picture for you guys. But then a family like came in to put their <laughs> trash out. And I was like, I can't be seen taking photos of somebody's like used sex toys. <laughs> So I just, um, like, you're a away. journalist, Ariel. You're a journalist, okay? You, due to journalistic ethics, you had a requirement to do that. It's I'm like, so sorry. Next it's time. like the it's it's like the what is that? The oath that doctors take, but for journalists, that when you see a box of dildos on the street, you must document. You must report. Okay, but here's see the... something. Say, <laughs> say something. something. <laughs> well, and eventually, thing, Ariel is definitely making like a prestige netflix series about the cult like the sex cult that she was living on right that she didn't know and it's going to be important to have that footage yeah it is yeah i really screwed myself but i decided later i was like an hour to that person i gotta go back out and try to get the photo for you guys i gotta go do it the box was gone (gasps) y'all oh yeah it was gone Okay, so and one of two things happens. Somebody is a filthy, disgusting animal <laughs> in the walls of your building. Or somebody like was like in a peak of like anger, was like, I'm throwing out all your vibrators. And then they, they made up and, or oh, someone went out like and a claimed of like, situation. how dare you? These were family heirloom vibes. Okay, this was a generation zero Hitachi. Like you have, you can't just throw these things away. They're collector's items. It's like throwing away a Superman number one, but better. Better, <laughs> but more interactive. <laughs> wow, Ariel, you're you know what? Yeah. You never disappoint. Your apartment building never disappoints. And I know someday you want to move, and that day I will I will wear black. I will rend <laughs> cloth. I will cover all my mirrors. I shall go into a deep state of mourning. <laughs> and my only well, hope is that you are Mercury in retrograde, the human. So whatever energy you will take with you to wherever it'll you just reside. Follow me. Awesome. Yeah. That's what I hope. Well, okay. Well, thank it, you. It already, it already has. <laughs> It already has followed her because remember it was animals before. She'd always right. have these weird interactions with animals. Now she's yeah, having the sexy true. people. I mean, God wherever knows what go, comes next. Wherever you go, buttholes follow. Like no matter it like if there is a lower population of humans, you will see animal buttholes. If the human population <laughs> outgrows or outweighs the animal population, human buttholes. Oh, you might be right. Remember, remember how I sat next to that woman on the airplane who was like writing the like Nazi erotica. <laughs> yes. So. You can't even like at forty thousand feet, you can't escape. Where you, I mean, if, if you tunneled into the ground, the mole people would come and show you their bee holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could fly into the sun, and it would just like the all of the gas would form the shape of an asterisk. Like, you'll never escape. <laughs> I don't know why I'm worried. Here's my question, Ariel. As a journalist, is 2023 the year that you rent a PT cruiser and move into your complex under another identity and see what happens? Oh my gosh! Get recruited! Oh my gosh! If I go inside, that absolutely. Um, what do you think Patreon is for? (laughs) (laughs) We will throw money at this problem. 
You know that part in like every movie where someone's on the run, where the person like makes a mistake, a fatal mistake, and then like all of the black SUVs descend on them. I feel yeah. like that's what's gonna happen to you when you move. It's just gonna be a sea of PT cruisers. <laughs> We've spotted her. She used a credit card. <laughs> Scramble the PTs. <laughs> Oh my god. I sure hope not. <laughs> I can't share that sentiment. I'm sorry. Yeah. I support you in many ways, but not that. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, speaking of horror tropes and horrific scenarios, what were some trends that you guys noticed this year that stood out for you? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say one we had some, I know there's, this is probably always true, but I noticed it a lot this year was just like really great foreign language horror that mm. rose to a level of where like everybody was talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, like Incantation, The Innocent, Speak No Evil, movies like that where it just seemed to like catch fire more than in uh, previous years. Yeah. You see that? Definitely. I think movies that you had to go in cold, like mm, even as yeah. somebody mm. who... Yeah. Um, even as somebody who like really loves spoilers and I find they enhance my experience of a movie <laughs> yeah. often. Weirdo. There were a couple movies that I needed to go in very cold. Mm -hmm. Like Barbarian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like you have to go in. You you need to let the movie surprise you. Um, and the twists yeah. were wild. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Do you notice any horror trends this year, Sarah? A lot more uh women writers women directors women yep. women producers women as as featured characters i mean it, it's it's even seems like it has doubled since last year yeah it really does rachel and i did 12 interviews with different women horror directors this year this past wow, year that's incredible yeah mm -hmm. Yep, I've already got requests in for the next round. <laughs> yeah, we talked awesome. about that a little bit on um, on Trick or Treat Radio about how we had a lot of fears that as the pandemic kind of yeah. calmed down or people started going back to theaters, that that sort of vacuum that was created by the shutdown that allowed a lot of these sort of women-directed or smaller budget films to rise to the top through video on demand and streaming services, that that would, that would, that would shut down again. It's like, you know, like uh, League mm -hmm. of Their Own when the war ended. Like, that was what I was afraid <laughs> right. was going to happen. And it seems like that's not necessarily the case. I know some studies are showing that women are not directing sort of like top-tier films. Yes, um, very true. Across, yeah. the, across all the genres. But I don't know that that's really happened in the horror genre. I feel like it's grown in that instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially in the indie space. And I think Shudder has a lot to do with that, yes, too. Yes, Shudder. Yeah. Because they have, they have posted so many different women-directed horror movies, and they're really good about promotion of them, too. So yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like they get a lot more eyeballs on them that way. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. The other mm -hmm. big trend I saw this year was, of course, the epic horror monologue yeah this was true. the year where we got some stellar Pearl. horror like i think of resurrection and yep. pearl are the two that yes. really yeah. stand out as monologue mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm ready for some talkie horror if people are gonna like bring it like that yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like you know there's like this problem of also women having very little on screen or like or if not on screen but like speaking time getting like mm -hmm. seven minute monologues from incredible female uh, actors in horror uh, yeah is a is a way that i would love to see continued uh, justice <laughs> yeah, movement in that direction like reparative <laughs> justice or whatever it's called 
Awesome. Any other trends? I know that I've talked about this before, so maybe I'm beating a dead horse, but beat that horse. <laughs> but the older naked women with sagging breasts is monsters. Oh, never mind. Don't be. Yeah. <laughs> X Smile and Barbarian all did yep. it this year. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah, Don't Ariel, I'm totally <laughs> with you. I can't unsee it since you've said it. Sorry, my bad. No, it's true. <laughs> I don't know. It's just odd like... that it happened three times in one year. That's all I'm saying. I think smile is the worst offender because barbarian yes. like ha is it's done with purpose. That's you true. know what mm -hmm. I mean. Like There's it's meant to sub. There. Well, it's also yeah. meant to subvert the idea of what monstrousness looks like. You know what I mean? That it it's actually mm. just and long and not physical yeah. monstrosity. So like mm -hmm. I feel less ambivalent about it. Smile I think is the worst offender by yeah. far. That yeah. one's just like look at this. Although too great effect. Great I effect. mean, listen, when that, when it opens, don't be mouth, spoiling shit okay. for later. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Don't be stealing my shit. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll leave it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Any other trends? Lettuce? I think that I say this every year, but there's just too much. Like, you know, there were years where we were like, why isn't there more? Why isn't there more? And then I have the same experience of like when I was a kid and I really. It's going to be TMI. Like, I really wanted to have big boobs. And then I grew up and had big boobs. And I was like, oh, no, not like this. Right. right. Um, <laughs> Nobody told me about titty sweat. Yeah. I was like, I take it, like, oh, settle down. Yeah. You know. Um, and I feel like we get to this point. This is a little behind the scenes of our process. I feel like we get to the point in the year where it starts to get to the end of the year and we have our list of horror movies and we're like, oh my God, I haven't seen, I have so much to do. I have so much to do. And yeah. then at a certain point, you're like mad when you get a good one. Right. Because <laughs> you're like, that's going to fuck up my list again. My whole list. <laughs> yeah. Or like when you get a terrible one, like my, my experience of horror flips, like at about November, where like, if it's not good, uh -huh. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> this doesn't mess up anything about my list. I don't have to care about this. I don't have to think about it again. Whereas if it's really good, I'm like, God damn it. This is great. Yeah. Well, we definitely had some ones come in at the last minute. I feel yes. like that ended up being really good. And I had to reevaluate. And then like yesterday I messaged Rachel and I was like, so have you counted the tally? Like, have you tallied the votes yet? Have you <laughs> finalized things? Because I was fishing for the opportunity to change my list one last time. And she was like, no, I did it. <laughs> I was like, just done. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm curious. You have to do if you remember what you were going to change after we go through the list, you have to tell me what. Yeah, it was because yeah. I'm curious because yeah there's this <laughs> desire to tinker and I'll be honest I did I had a set list and at the very last minute I tinkered uh -huh. and, it and it actually changed the top 10 not I mean oh, only because it was something that was not on the list that would not have made it and then I was like you know what get out of your own ass put this on the list and yeah. I did and then there okay. you go All so right. I yeah. took a look and collectively we watched 80 films that nice. are uh, on our list we probably actually saw more than that. There were things that were like, we saw them that weren't on this list and we were like, no, don't worry about it. So it didn't yeah. get added to our, yep. but according to our doc where we track all year long, what we're watching and what we think of it so that we can kind of help guide each other as to like, you know, how to best utilize our time, especially at the end when shit gets wild. Um, and yeah, we had eight, we watched 80 films. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say it was a, it was a busy year. Yeah. Busy year for watching. Yeah. All right, so let's get into our top 10. Unless, Sarah, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No. 
All right, cool. So I did this similarly to how we have done it in the last couple of years. Um, we each make our own lists from one to 10, and depending on where they land on that list, they earn a certain number of points. The number one film earns tw 10 points, number two earns nine points, and so on. Then each uh, film gets a point for how many lists it appears on. That way we can kind of like balance out like a collective opinion about it, sort of. So like say, <laughs> this is not true, but say Halloween Ends was number one on all of our lists. Uh -huh. sure, <laughs> it would sure, get Rachel. 40 points. <laughs> you know, I, it's my last chance to hate. Come on, let me have this. <laughs> It would get a collective 40 points plus four points for being all of, on all of our lists for a total of 44 points. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. All right. Cool. So here's some fun stats about our list. There were 19 different movies that made the nomina nominations. So Ooh, between, the, okay. between the four of us, we picked 19 films, which is down from last year, which was 22, the previous year, 20, the previous year, 22. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, so it's a you know it's not like it's wildly different in terms yeah. of how many, but I was personally really surprised because our complaint all year has been that there are so many movies and we were having trouble narrowing down that we were actually more in agreement this year than we have been in the past. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that is interesting that there was more consensus. Yeah, so this is less good news. Okay, <laughs> five of the movies were directed by women that we nominated, which is down from eight last year. Oof. But better than the previous year where only three were nominated. Oh, okay. That's yeah. So last year, 26% of our, I'm sorry, uh, last year, 36% of our list was woman directed or not list, but our nominations was mm -hmm. woman directed. This year it's down to 26%. So down wah, 10 wah. percentage points. Not great. No. Which is a shame because there are so many amazing women-directed horror films yeah, this year. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. The competition was just wild. I know. Only, only two of us had the same number one. And that number one did not appear anywhere else on the other two people's list. Oh, I know what movie mm. it is then. I do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the I was wondering who... why that one ended up so low. <laughs> yep. That's yep. why. Yep. <laughs> so... Ariel, Matilda, and Rachel, we all tied for having eight of our picks show up on the final list. And Sarah, you were very close. You got seven. Oh, okay. Ooh, That's pretty oh. good. Yeah. Yeah. Three of the directors who directed films that did make it onto our top ten list were first-time directors. Oh. Nice. Yeah. That's impressive. Right? I mean, well, the one of them is one movie with two directors. But we'll get there. We'll get okay, there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. So on that note, why don't we get into our list? So if you take a look at this, I've, I've put like our names next to things. Yep. So we'll have you kind of introduce them. So we'll start with number 10, which um, normally we don't do this, but it is a tie. And usually what I do when we get a, a total of numbers is like, well, whichever, so like whichever of them ha is peers on the most number of lists would just kind of edge out the other one. Mm -hmm. um, when we get into the patrons one, there's one where it's like three and four or something like that because they have the same points, but one of them appeared on more lists. In this case, both of these movies appeared on two lists. So I said, screw it. It's been hard enough to try to Sophie's Choice the list this year. <laughs> yeah. We're having a tie. So what was the first of the two movies that tied for number 10, Sarah? X. Yes. Uh, All right. Yes. How did that end up there? 
it was actually really higher up on mine. It was uh, number five. And, oh, nice. Um, for me, it was a lot of things. It was a nice homage to, you know, people compared to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And yes, but like just that whole slasher genre. And with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you have the rule setting. It literally is supposed to be in, in is it? In, I think it is supposed to be in Texas. And, you know, you have the color palette and, but, you know, then also that whole line running through of the X factor and who has the X factor. And then it's just got a lot to say about like youth and sexiness and sexuality. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. Me too. It was number 10 on my list and yeah. it was a lot higher for a lot of the year. There were just like so many good movies this year that it kept getting pushed down farther and farther. And actually at one point it was off my list altogether. But when I was thinking about it as I was making my list, I ended up putting it back on just because I had so much fun watching it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are so many movies that are like really uh, tough. We'll get to yeah. one in a few minutes. And uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I had I had such a good time. There are so many like fun kills in that movie and entertaining moments. And like Sarah was saying, the like rumination on old age and youth and sexual politics. It, I, I don't know. I really liked it. Yeah. I mean, it also was really interesting because it came out very close to the time that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel yes. came out. <laughs> I think that and it was, a lot for me. It, I mean, it was just a beautiful illustration of how to actually homage yeah. or return to a beloved franchise and set of tropes um, in a way that is modernized and interesting and engaging. It's easy to feel like there's nothing left to do in the slasher genre that is that is interesting yeah like you can still do more compelling kills i guess but like what actually makes a slasher interesting in in addition to the creative kills is the tension and the you, that it 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 creates right like you and this one i thought really captured all of that and it was mo even though it was set in the 70s like the modern ideas around sex work were really compelling and interesting in both this and the Pearl, which we may be getting to later, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, the the way that it explored sexuality and and morality was really, really interesting. And oh, right, I was gonna say, I think Ty West is like working out some ideas around um, sexual politics that I think are really interesting uh, in the film and women's sexuality in particular. Like, yeah. is it a is it perfect? No, I mean, like, I know people take issue with like some of the exploitation stuff, but. Yeah, but I think it is far smarter and and uh, than it than the typical slasher while still having yeah. all of that fun that yep. you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, an alligator kills somebody. Come on. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. And the costuming. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and 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 I mean, honestly, anytime you see an old lady blow herself off a porch with a shotgun. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> 10 out of 10 <laughs> right. all right so next up uh in our tie is the film that i had been waiting for now this is the one that i told you was not on my list for like a long time and at yeah. the very last minute i was oh. like i took a look around and i was like no we need to i need some horror joy on this list <laughs> and that is the film Prey, the Predator, I guess, prequel. Um, it ended up, after not being on my list for a very long time, in number spot number six. Oh, wow. Yes. And, I you mean, know. It's great. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I was looking at my list and I was like, yes, there are objectively, quote unquote, better, more Mm -hmm. thematic films here. But this was one of the most enjoyable watches I had all year long. It's beautiful. It's gruesome. It's good for her sci-fi horror, which we all know is my favorite (laughs) subgenre. Yes. Um, Hello. (laughs) And it has an adorable heroic dog. I know. Mm -hmm. What is not to love? (laughs) And so, you know, and of the movies on this list, this is the one I'm probably most likely to to return to Mm -hmm. over and over as years come. Like when new entries come in, I'll be like, yes, I'm ready to go back and revisit this. And that is not true of a fairly large portion of the Predator (laughs) franchise. (laughs) Amber Amber Midthunter as Naru is a total bad ass warrior woman but not a Mm. cliche one like she has pathos and agency and complicated relationships and there's like gender stuff and her brother is amazing she's just a joy to watch use both her wit and her skill and her bravery and her brain and her best canine friend to overcome an (laughs) overwhelming force like it's powerful it's thematic it's inspiring it's kick ass you know it's just it just told so well. I loved this movie, so I had to, I had to put it on my list. I had to. Yeah, no, I mean, I it w- didn't end up on my list, but I totally co-sign everything you just said. I can understand why you put it on your list because it is such a fun movie, and I love the idea of having a predator movie set in the past that way. I think that was really cool, where we got to see the predator sort of not understanding everything about Earth yet and its tools being more primitive, and mm-hmm. the main character Amber Midthunder played where she is being able to use what she knows of her surroundings and of medicine and of fighting and everything in order to defeat it. It was just, yeah, it was so great and so satisfying. And I would be really happy if they do another movie like this, where they set it in a different time and space than, you know, normal. Pirates versus Predator. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yes. It's a fun one. It is a Mm -hmm. great time. Yeah, absolutely. Did you ever see this, Matilda? I did. Yeah. It was okay. great. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. Agree. All right. Well, Matilda, I know the next one is definitely something you saw. <laughs> you were one of its biggest champions this year. What was our number nine? So our number nine movie is Crimes of the Future. This is the David Cronenberg um, sci-fi horror movie um, starring Viggo Mortensen and most especially Kristen Stewart. Um, yes, <laughs> really going for it. And this is one that, like, if you're gonna make something in a lab for me, that you're gonna make like a sci fi horror um, movie about bodies, how people are relating to their own bodies, how the state is relating to and surveilling their bodies, and how yeah. there is an underground, mm-hmm. um, there's kind of like a public experience and then an underground community forming around kind of like body rebels. Like this is for me. <laughs> you throw in some like really great looking Geigery technology. It's yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be for me. So I remember sitting in the theater for this one and being like, I'm having the best time. Like I just remember <laughs> full experience of joy. I think it was during the, um, 
the guy with the ears all over him dancing. Uh-huh. I was like, this is yeah, it's a great scene. I yeah. was like, I at times I feel shame about you know being who I am in the horror verse, but I'm like, you know what, this is this for, just be who you are. Like like what you like. This is what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I thought this one was super interesting. It looks great. The performances are great. There's there are a couple characters I think it could have done. Uh, gone without which is the the two um who are like the mechanics who show up and yeah are working on the technology but other than that it's pretty close to like a perfect little movie experience for me um and i understand it's not it's not a like blanket recommend but i had a great time (laughs) yeah ariel i know you liked this one also is that right yeah i did it didn't quite make it onto my list but i really enjoyed this one too it's so deeply strange and there's we're going to talk about some things later once we get through our list and I'm going to bring this movie up for a particular scene, but yeah, it's, I love what it has to say about like, uh, plastics in, you know, our bloodstream and all of that, which feels very current, even though I think he wrote this movie like 20 something years ago, uh, what mm-hmm. it has to say about disability and how that's perceived both by other people yeah. and like you were saying, the government. I think all of that is super interesting. And the body horror is very compelling. <laughs> like I've never seen it done quite in this way, which of course, I mean, Cronenberg, he's going to do something wacky and weird with bodies. And he's going to make uh, it sexy. Yeah. yeah. He's going to make it sexy <laughs> in, a, in a way that makes me interested and uncomfortable <laughs> yeah both yeah. at the same time the best uh-huh. time uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> when you learn something new about yourself in the movie theater that's the good time <laughs> right right i think <laughs> for me the only reason it probably didn't end up on my list is because i think there's a bit of messiness with the script and it doesn't yeah. quite all gel together there are kind mm-hmm. of too many threads but what is there is really compelling so i totally get why this would be high on your list it is definitely <laughs> perfect for you <laughs> yeah yeah i'm with you ariel i like I, I see the flaws in the writing but i will say it is it's one of those movies that the storyline is less important because what the tableaus it presents yeah. are so engaging and and i felt myself intrigued throughout like here's the mark of a good film if i if there's eating and I can get over my misophonia <laughs> and still have a good time. You're yeah. doing something right. Right, right. Oh, gosh. You're yeah. doing so something right. Yeah, it like yeah. happens yeah. on a scene Ooh. of a little Ugh. kid eating a plastic Ugh. garbage Ugh. can. So much. And then the, the concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> noise. I'm like, ah. Oh, right. when he's in the chair. Yes. Yeah, or just in life when he's just like constantly dealing with his throat yeah. thing. Like, I I'm, I understand. I get it. <laughs> but like my misophonia is not a rational, uh, empathetic part of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so and it's totally outside of my control so the fact that i was able to defeat it and still be like no but i must continue yeah, i am compelled sure. it, it speaks to the sort of world building that cronenberg does here i, I don't understand the movie <laughs> i'm not smart <laughs> enough for that but i did really like it <laughs> so other than matilda who else is listed this end up on it, this was on mine it was number oh, seven okay oh nice yeah okay, I, awesome. I really enjoyed like the this, 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 this special effect work was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so disturbing. Not necessarily gross and gory, but definitely like dis- disturbing and unsettling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree with you, Ariel, that 
it had a lot to say and they don't and it doesn't always it doesn't come together at the end um i think it was trying to say too much to it would make it would make a really great series mm, yeah i yeah. can see that tackling the different issues yeah for yeah sure. um but i see and, why you guys put it on there though i mean it, yeah. it, it is really great so. and the color palette was beautiful it reminded oh, me true. of those like late 80s early 90s dystopian films where like everything's mm, covered yeah. in like a and like a, a sand from you know the nuclear explosions <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> you know yeah it looks like 70s star wars in some ways which made me yeah really like it yeah 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 well and i think that about the practical effects too like the way that the practical effects are done feels like really good practical effects from the 70s or 80s you know what I mean? Like there's a, yeah. a quality to them that feels more like from those decades. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. So next up is number eight. Ariel, what made number eight on our uh, our list? <laughs> the next one is probably <laughs> one of the hardest movies I had to watch this year. Resurrection. Woo! <laughs> What a movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is all Matilda's fault. She was like, she pulled a Rachel and she was like, I'm going on protest. Everyone must watch this. And and then it was like spread through. For those who were on the Discord, you watched everybody watch it and were like, holy shit. And someone would be like, well, that's intriguing. And then they'd watch it and be like, holy shit. Unfortunately, yeah. I haven't gotten around to watching this one yet. Oh, I, I, oh, I know I missed out on something. You did. Holy you shit. watch it at some point. You should watch it. And don't give up. This movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, keep, keep plowing through. No matter how Is tense it... and uncomfortable you become, just keep watching. Mm-hmm. It's so, going to get so worse, it's, but it's great. So it's going to be, so it's going to be like, uh, oh, what was that film last year? The one with the brother-in-law? Um, violation. The one with the, the brother-in-law. Violation. Oh! Yeah. How, how, how um, I was ready to like turn it off because I couldn't stand the pacing and then it got good. I don't know that the pacing is going to be so much of a problem for you with this one. It's just uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know how okay. to describe it. Basically, it's about this woman who seems to have her life totally together until this man shows up from her past and begins kind of unsettling her and manipulating her in similar ways to what he did when she was younger. And mm. it that doesn't sound like a lot, <laughs> but it's no, so that much. that seems like a lot. Oh, it's, it's so it's well so done, much, though. and it's so weird and deeply, deeply uncomfortable. I don't think I can't think of another movie off the top of my head that made me as tense and uncomfortable as this one did. Like I had such a hard time sitting through this movie, which is why it mm. ended up on my list. I will never forget this film. Like it, it's yeah. so wild what happens in it, um, and I had so many sort of questions throughout while I was trying to figure out sort of like the mystery of psychologically what was happening to this woman I found mm-hmm. it fascinating the performance by Rebecca Hall and um, Tim Roth are both fantastic in this movie they're both so so good and that final scene in the motel room oh man that just kind of blew me away I don't know I I really really liked this film it's something super different to anything else I watched this year too yeah Definitely. I mean, Rebecca Hall at this point could read a phone book. I know it's a cliche, but I would tune in. (laughs) Right. Yeah. She Mm -hmm. is, she is incredible in everything that she does. She was amazing in the night house and she's even better in this. Like the complexity of like 
emotion and psychology that is happening just beneath the surface and how it is laced always in my favorite of all emotions female rage is just so compelling Uh and roth is terrifying as this manipulative monster he's such an unimposing man physically and yet he is so scary in this movie. And when he, he turns on the gaslighting. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, and you're like, I. there's a couple of ways that this movie can end, right? You're like, th- it's going to be this or it's going to be this. I'm going to be into it. I'm going to be pissed. And yeah. then it's like, ha, 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 Wrong again. <laughs> didn't see this one coming, I did you? I did not see it coming. <laughs> no. I was delighted. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, I won't spoil it for Sarah, but there is a very specific double feature that this could go very well with, I think. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, for those of you who've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about because it is another scene that you can never unsee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this might be one that like yeah. Rachel was saying we might need to do a full episode and unpack at yeah. some oh, point yeah, because that would be good, good. Mm-hmm. there's so good. much in it yes. there's like this continuous shot of her talking to her assistant and telling the story of who this man is and how he's come yeah. back and it's just incredible it's like the single shot at the end of pearl with her face <laughs> um those yeah, are the two like so long single shots like heavy lifting this year that i was thinking about with actors who are just incredible in what what they're doing yeah I totally agree I mean what's crazy is when I was I was talking to somebody about resurrection and when I was thinking about that scene in my head I remembered them showing shots of her in her youth like going through what she was talking about and the person had to remind me that it was just a monologue because I was like so in it (laughs) Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean that like my imagination did all that work on its own because she had me so in her in her grips, you know. Have we ever covered the night house? We could totally do a Rebecca Hall celebration oh, that would episode. Be fun. We could that would be really good. Yeah, Ooh, yes. I like that okay. idea. I'm writing it at the top of our zombie girls yes. doc because this is exactly the kind of shit that later I'm like, I had a good idea, I know, right? but I have no idea what it was. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you that other people watched this because I could not be alone with what I had just seen. <laughs> You can't um, hold yeah. this. No. You need community no. when you see this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Awesome. Well, Sarah, we're going to do an episode, so hang tight. You will okay. You will be on this journey with us at some point. And Kat is going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of movies that may have pissed Kat off, I can't tell from the Discord. Uh, Matilda, what is our next movie? <laughs> so our number seven movie is The Menu with Ray yes. Pines and Anya Taylor-Joy. This was a last minute disruptor to my list. Yeah. Um, yep. Same. Yeah. It, it, Same. If, if I hadn't seen Rachel's message and re- replied almost immediately to her, I if I'd given it like a couple more hours, this probably would have ended up on my list. Yes. Oh. Um. <laughs> Uh, so this is the movie um, about the exclusive restaurant and chef slash death cult. Um, it is a dark <laughs> comedy. Um, it is so much fun and so weird and biting. And um, the humor kind of, it's a little mean, but the humor goes completely in the right direction. 
Um, <laughs> and the heroine of this movie is incredible. And the way that her character is written is one of the best things I saw all year. Yeah. Yep. And it's got Judith Light. And uh, Judith Light! Light! Underutilized, but I love her. Love, love me yeah. some Judith. Yes. yes. Yeah, this one really came out. Like, I was, this was like the one that I was like determined, hellbent to see before the year ended because I kept seeing rumblings of, of it being really good. And mm-hmm. I had some ideas of what it was going to be. And it was totally not at all what I wanted or what I thought it was going to be, but it turned out to be what I actually really wanted and just didn't know. Yeah. Because right. it is <laughs> such a, fantastic biting capitalist like satire with a good for her narrative and the Ariel you were the first to say this but I have now seen it everywhere like there are parallels to another movie I love so much yeah, whether yes. or not yeah mm-hmm. uh, I keep seeing comparison shots of final scenes and I'm like <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. and it it Gave me that it, it's like the highbrow version of that movie, right? So if you want to, yeah. if you want to be up your own ass about Ready or Not, throw on the menu. <laughs> well, well, Ready or Ready or Not is a a comedic slasher, basically, mm-hmm. and the menu is uh, the menu is horror for people who don't like horror movies. Mm, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels between them. This is the movie I was talking about earlier when I said that I wanted to do a last minute change up, Rachel, to my list. Oh, was this one you wanted to squeeze on? No, yeah. it this this made it onto my list. Oh, it so did, this was number it? four on my list. But there was another movie that I had displaced because of it. And so uh-huh. I was thinking about moving the menu a little bit lower just because I was like, well, maybe I'm just in love with it right now because I just saw it. But I'm actually really happy where it ended up on our list. So I trust your gut. (laughs) That is hard when things come in at the last minute and then you're like, am I going to feel this way in a week? Yeah. Versus something I saw in January. That's what I was dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I have to say that I was so entertained and deeply, deeply satisfied by this movie. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) Any year you could show me or any day you could show me a movie where rich capitalist elitists, you know, die (laughs) (laughs) and I would be a happy camper. But I feel like especially in this past year where our economy is like crazy and inflation is insane and I have like no money. It was especially (laughs) satisfying. These dicks get it. Yes. So, you know. It was great. And like you were saying, the satire is so, so satisfying and so biting. And Anya Taylor-Joy is fantastic. She's so yeah. good. And we talked about this in our Zombie Bites episode that we did on it. But Plug, the plug way for patrons. It, plug, plug. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the way that it it sort of just very casually handles sex work is really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that final scene of her eating a burger is emblazoned in my memory. Don't start again. I'm going to need to go get another burger. <laughs> another burger. Right? Such a great good I haven't ending. eaten any burnt it. American cheese since I saw this movie and my life is suffering because of it. That's a tragedy. That is a tragedy. <laughs> that cheese is just so perfect. Like when he's just, I know. Like, oh. I know. Oh my god. You know yeah, that, that meme hungry. that goes around about like a, a, like attracting a woman, give her cheese. Like yes. <laughs> this movie, I'm just, I was I thought of that. I was like, God, that is the truest meme on the internet. <laughs> I just want cheese. 
I like the complexity in the menu that like three different people watched it and three different people got different con context from it. All of them enjoyed it, but uh -huh. they, you know, like he does talk a lot about, you know, Ray Fiennes talks, his character talks a, a lot of, uh, about the, the, the art and, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and making it, and like, he is an artist who's gotten everything he, he wants and has got nowhere left to go. He's plateaued. And, yeah. you know, but along the way, people have stopped appreciating his art, too. Like that couple that's been there 11 times and can't remember a damn thing they ate. <laughs> I know. Right. Oh, God. You know, right. uh, yeah. You know, and there is something to say about the way they're treated in the service industry, especially with Margot mm -hmm. and her date, the way he, yep. he treats her. Um, and also, even to some extent, John Leguizamo and his assistant. Oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. he, he treats her the same way, too. Um, yep. Yeah. And then, you know, the uh, the the uh, tech, the financial tech bros. <laughs> God, I hate <laughs> Yeah, that scene yeah. where she just like denies them service. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so good. <laughs> I feel like yeah. anybody oh. who spent time in the Bay Area too could especially appreciate yes. them getting their comeuppance. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> and I have to say, I love the way that this movie ends because um, I think that a different movie could have been where Rafe Fiennes is the hero. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't actually want no. to see that movie. Like if Aaron Sorkin wrote this, no. that's who's the no. hero. Right. Like I'm smarter than all of you. Yeah. Right. I see you. I'm smarter than yeah. all of you. But she's smarter than him. And that's the best part of this movie for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, yep. truth, the film the is truth critical is, of him too. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the truth is, is like he didn't have to do this. He could just say, you know what? Walk away. Probably he's got the funds to go buy a taco oh, truck yeah. and he can do burgers and have, you know. Go, go, you know, do the the mobile food thing, and people would be lining up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for him to cook hamburgers. Yeah, I mean, I I think it was Eddie like made drew a comparison between him and Jigsaw, and I think therein lies the difference and makes him makes the film more palatable than the like the morality of the Saw franchise mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. that there is some hero worship of Jigsaw where there is not really in the end the chef is. He's just like a he's a maniac, you know what I mm -hmm. mean? And mm -hmm. and sad and and like also a deeply sad and pitiable character. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean when he brings her the burger and you see like the look in his eye as she's enjoying it, yeah, he's so pitiable then. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. and it, like it, it, she's essentially like stepping on his balls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And he's like, yeah. now the other one. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's great. All right, let's move on to our number six spot. Ariel, what made the list on in uh, for number six? Number six is Bones and All. Oh, another <laughs> late edition. Another disruptor. Yep. Another disruptor that blew my shit apart. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, I haven't caught yeah. this one yet either. Oh, oh okay. Well, okay. you got to at some point. I'm I mean, excited for you. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to like this movie going into it, but I loved this movie. This actually ended up as my number three. When I first watched it, I put it in the number 10 slot. And then like every day, basically, it moved up <laughs> another spot <laughs> because I just kept thinking about it. I mean, yeah. it's this sort of love story and like road trip movie about these two young people kind of figuring out life and found family and all of that but it's also about cannibalism and it's also 
about the AIDS epidemic yeah. and yep. uh, queer mm-hmm. culture. And it's mm-hmm. also deeply uncomfortable and strange in places too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think this movie was so great at combining these horror elements of literal cannibals with all of this beauty and kind of really slowly paced, thoughtful ruminations on life. I loved it. I thought it was great. And that hair rope will forever make me uncomfortable. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You see that blonde hair at the end? Oh, it's so great because they don't. There's no like neon arrow pointing to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little more subtle than that where you have to figure out why that's terrible. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I talked about this a little bit when I was on Bloody Good Horror. Uh, plug, plug, go listen mm-hmm. to that Bloody Good Horror episode where we talk about it in depth. But Luca Guadagnino makes these films. He makes films that you can't tear your eyes away from, but you also feel like you shouldn't be allowed to see. You know, yeah. like you're watching something you're not supposed to be watching um, because it's so incredibly intimate. But at the same time, there's like this sense of remove that like you can't quite get your hands around it. And I think that is what made it impossible for me to stop thinking about it is because I could I was I saw these things and I like these incredibly raw this incredibly raw story but it's at this remove that makes it intangible and like unable to like get resolution around it's like a pleasant kind of nagging feeling after you watch the film because you Mm -hmm. can't get it out of your head um performances amazing villain terrifying and Mark sad Rylance is so oh, good in this movie so, so full good. of pathos but also really creepy and unsettling oh. it's, when his character so makes fantastic. that turn you're like oh, oh. fuck oh yeah. fuck. if he doesn't oh. get a supporting actor nomination for this i will have right? a riot yeah yeah <laughs> sully is scary as fuck yeah and so sad and i don't i, I don't know. know i know you feel so bad for him and yet he is terrifying too yeah, and Timothy Chalamet. Sorry, Jody. I you're gonna have to watch. <laughs> Does she hate him? Yes. <laughs> I've never really seen him in anything else, and I thought he was good. You know? Yeah, he's great yeah, at. I this. thought he was he's... really good in it. And well cast is sort of like this sort of heteroflexible yes. outsider, Absolutely. like hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> yeah, he adds the role yeah. to a T, and that's, mm-hmm. he's he's really really good. Yeah, yeah it's just. Uh, it's it's really great and all of the sort of bloody parts are really good too and also there is a scene where they meet up with some sort of other cannibals oh my god (laughs) everything is so kind of calm and peaceful and terrifying and also so tense and terrifying and when you find out that one of them isn't a born cannibal. Oh, right. It's okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind spoilers. Oh, she doesn't? Okay, okay. One, I don't mind yeah. spoilers. And I know two, what I'm honestly, doing, man. Like, the, the, <laughs> the, reason, the only reason I didn't see this is because I had been really interested in seeing it and seeing, like, uh-huh. the teaser trailers and thinking, okay, this is really cool. It's, like, two troubled people. He's obviously a psychopath. He thinks that he's something and he may or may not be. She may or may not be. And then... Mm. I'm sitting in a movie and the full trailer comes on and it's like, you're an eater. I can smell you. And I'm just like, oh, great. Yeah. So you just so basically this is a love story between two creatures. This is like a yes. gritty twilight. Yes. And built, no. It, yeah. It was billed oh. as a gritty twilight in the trailer. Oh, I was just I like, it's oh, not. Fuck it. I, I got no. no. I got no. Interest. I no, it's not. No. <laughs> I think that's really 
underselling what this movie is. <laughs> and I feel like the love story is pretty understated. Like there, it there's never like moments where they're like confessing their love for each other. Like it's more like it's present, but it's it's much more about like her journey. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, a... I as someone who is a dead inside romance hater, I loved this movie, Sarah. And there is a dance scene. In this movie, a solo oh. dance scene. <laughs> <laughs> leave that there went over very well in our house. Oh yes, yes, oh, I, I can see that. <laughs> Wait till you see Sarah. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it'll all make sense. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay, great. So that was our number six. Number five, Ariel. You get to go again because right. you were one of two geniuses that had this yeah, on your you list. Are losers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Our number five pick is Watcher, directed by Chloe Acuno. Yes, all hail Ratma. <laughs> <laughs> this was her first feature-length film, but like Rachel just said, you probably know her from VHS '94. Her segment sewer drain with Ratma. Yes. <laughs> people know her from that. But this was her first feature length film and it made it to my number one spot. It has been my number one pick since I saw this movie. That's mm -hmm. how much I love it. There was mm -hmm. never any moving it around like there is in most years. This has been firmly at number one. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. It is so tense. Oh my God. It's so tense. It's basically about this woman who moves overseas with her husband and she starts feeling like this neighbor across the way from her is maybe stalking her, following her at the same time as there's this serial killer named the spider who is killing people, women in her city. And uh, it's so great. I don't know what to say. It's like a little <laughs> bit Hitchcockian. It's very, uh -huh. very, very tense and suspenseful. Mm -hmm. It has thriller and horror vibes to it. All of the stuff between her and her husband is really great. And you get to really be in her shoes because the movie does this thing where when other people are speaking the language she doesn't understand, they don't subtitle it. And so you're kind of figuring stuff out the same way she does, which mm -hmm. normally I feel like wouldn't work in a movie and it works to perfection in this one. I love it. I love this movie. Yeah. Like when we talked about the ways that in which X took the tropes and the homages of slashers yeah. and TCM specifically and modernized it, this to me does that for Hitchcock. This yeah. is a modern yeah. Hitchcockian masterpiece. Where it, because unlike the blondes of Hitchcock, sorry, Errol, you know he's a complicated figure. <laughs> like, it, this one, like, really is interested and of in exposing a very specific female experience and it does it with like a lot of insight and a lot of um empathy and as a result every beat of the plot i felt like in my gut to like yeah. and micah monroe is fantastic she is a star i loved her since uh it follows she and um also what's the one where uh, cousin Matthew shows up for the the guest. She's amazing in the mm -hmm. guest. Okay. Um, and she's incredible in this. There is a scene on the subway yes. that is one oh of my, my God. <laughs> favorite of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's just a back and forth where you watch a power dynamic shift in a way that is really powerful, especially when you, in retrospect, know what's in the bag. Uh, it is it is 
fantastic and it has such a perfect ending um and i was scared i was very scared because i have been sucker punched too many times by movies um we all know exactly which movie i'm still angry about (laughs) and i thought i was getting another one of those where like a man learns a lesson by the death of a woman it's no. better than that it has smarter such a than good, that such a good satisfying yeah. ending oh my gosh yeah. i love it yeah i love this movie like it was definitely neck and neck at some points with barbarian because i think barbarian had the like i just saw it factor but then sure. when i took a step back i was like you know what no stay loyal you know what your number one movie <laughs> is this year because it gave you everything plus you had the best time ever watching it so watcher for those of you who have not watched it what are you doing? I think it's on Shutter. Put it in it your is. eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Watch it. It was not on either of your ladies' lists. Um, I was very nervous when I was doing the math because I was like, oh, no. no <laughs> oh, no. Is it going to okay, make it? I'm going to admit something. It got. Oh, here I, we go. It was on my list, off my list, on my list, off my list. But I knew it was safe. I knew it would be safe. Ah, sneaky. List, but I knew it was safe. So I was like, okay, it doesn't need me. It doesn't need me. And I think, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> this movie suffered from being in the same year as Resurrection for me. Um, mm. Got oh, it. Okay. Because they're such different movies. Yeah, they are. For me, they kind of are and they're not. Um, even though Watcher is so satisfying, I may be talking about it a little later because I get to talk about something that's not on my top 10 um okay but (laughs) it's so good and it in any other year it would have been solidly on my list um yeah but in terms of movies that like my list this year ended up with more movies that like took a twist on me um Uh this one is just straight ahead satisfying yeah that's fair that makes sense and it's beautiful and truly it was only because i knew it was safe that I could just yeah I could there's like, a movie I think okay. you'll be okay watcher yeah I think there's a movie that didn't make our top 10 because we all thought other people were gonna be oh no uh-huh. oh okay so tell me which one you think it is I think when we get to the end of this you'll know what okay. it is you'll be like really <laughs> I think we're all like oh no no everybody else is gonna pick that it'll be fine and then nobody picked it <laughs> um, um Sarah have you seen watcher yet no, I haven't. Well, I guess we know what you're watching tonight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just kidding. But you should watch it. You'll you'll enjoy it. I think you'll really like it. All right. Number four. Oh, it's my turn. All right. This is a movie. This was definitely a movie that I championed in the group this year because <laughs> this is the movie that I have described, and you guys have probably heard me say this, but you're gonna hear me say it one more time. This is the movie that the only thing I enjoyed more than watching it myself was <laughs> watching other people react to have seen it. <laughs> and that is the film Barbarian. <laughs> and th- speaking of movies with lots of twists and turns, Matilda. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. one ended up landing in my number two spot. And it was this close to being number one, just uh-huh. edged out by Watcher because, hello, Chloe Okuno's incredible directing and all the reasons we've just given you. But this one was by far the most surprising film that I saw this year, which is saying a lot in a year where resurrection exists. Um, It whiplashes between tones in a way that is 
I don't understand how it works, but it does. It subverts your expectations repeatedly. Every time you think you have a handle on this movie, it zigs and zags in ways that you did not see coming. Um, it just is a, a total formula buster. And for that, it, it's ex incredibly exciting, especially for people like us who watch 80 films a year, um, you know, to really be shocked and surprised and pulled along on a journey and, and you know, but feel like this person somehow has a control over this out of control train is very, very exciting. One of the best things it does is the way that it weaponizes its casting, oh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> both Bill Skarsgård. And Justin Long, like you see them and you're like, I know this person. And then it like plays with you in a way that is yeah, ultimately type in a way that's super surprising. And then turns into this amazing kind of way of kicking up at some things that often are not well portrayed. Um, it, it, this movie, it just endears you the way that it like messes with your head. Um, and it gives us another incredible woman character in this year's Georgina Campbell's Tess. Tess is awesome. Yes, she makes some mistakes along the way, but instead of it being lack of intelligence or just for the sake of the of of plot development, she does it out of this place of kindness that like ties back in thematically to the overall story and puts her into contrast with our with our Justin Long character. Um, and she she eventually triumphs because of her intelligence and her kind heart and she's a queen and she's amazing and it's the best me too year, movie of the year i don't know it landed it landed blows in a way that no other film i've seen successfully do it like specific weaponized blows up that no other film has really landed for me mm -hmm. um yeah i love this movie yeah this was this was my i believe my number yeah my number two I mean, the twist was amazing. The creature, the the the, the quote unquote villain, was interesting when you think about how it all came to be. Um, and somebody gets beat to death with their own arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one actually didn't make my list. Um, Shocking. <laughs> that's actually sh i'm serious i'm shocked because <laughs> we both loved this movie <laughs> yeah i mean i really enjoyed a lot of it but it just didn't quite do it for me there were like other movies that when i was going through my list that i enjoyed even more i agree with everything you just said about it it's really surprising it took turns i didn't expect all of the stuff in the basement is very creepy mm -hmm. and unsettling there's comedy to it like when he's measuring this basement area uh with the you know what are oh those my god called? tape measure <laughs> Yeah, he's got the, well. Measure. He's got the tape measure, but it's a like, Dracula. It's, like he's it's called just, the Dracula. He's just so, <laughs> but he's just so like, oblivious to like. There's a fact that there's a rusty bed with like a bloodstained mattress and exactly. chains, and he's just like, I wonder how big this space how many is. Square footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I I agree. I think this one is really you know really fun, and there's some creepy moments to it. It just wasn't my favorite. That's all. But I totally understand why it was very high on other people's lists. How about you, Tilly? Yeah, I loved this one. This is one of the ones that I was referring to where you got to go in cold. Um, it is so oh, yeah. disorienting. It is so... The build is so good that I was the most terrified in this movie when nothing was happening. 
like yeah. that, in mm-hmm. the early part mm-hmm. where you are terrified about what is about to happen yes and then uh-huh. that's not where the horror is <laughs> um it's hard to surprise me in a movie and this one surprised me over and over and over again and as rachel said like it landed blows in the right direction and on this per- on this character mm-hmm that I know that this um, filmmaker had trouble getting this movie made because they were like, nobody wants yep. to spend this much time with this guy. I thought it was so great. And that moment where he almost, he has this like faux redemption. At the oh, end, yes, that is really just, good. Of course, window dressing was so perfect and such a great indictment of that character and many others like him um, that I thought this yep. movie was so, yep. like, successful on every level. Yep. I think a lesser movie would have redeemed him. Yep. And uh, yeah. Zach Kreger, the writer-director of this, that was one of the things he refused to change. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Because that's the point of yeah. the movie. <laughs> that's literally yeah. the point. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This one was great. Just a really good time. Um, another, I, I won't get into it, but I just think there's an interesting, too, also this trend of sort of like Detroit horror save that for another day yeah all right awesome (laughs) let's move in we're into our top three all right here we go this is the big three y'all number three sarah what is our number three movie this year hellbender yes Uh, by wonder wheel productions Uh uh-huh directed by John Adams, Zelda Adams, and Toby Poser. Writing credits, John Adams, Zelda Adams, Toby Poser, starring Zelda Adams, Toby Poser, and Lulu Adams. (laughs) Yes! The Adams family. We love them. We love them. Like, like, I I still think about this movie. Mm -hmm. I, especially, like, when the, now that the weather's turned. Oh, yeah. um, Uh Yeah. And I, the soundtrack is fucking awesome. It's yeah. so good. I it's bought the so, vinyl. I love I it know, so much. I know. I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> I'm actually jealous that. of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, too. It is. Yeah, it is. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we are big Adam's Family stands over here. And mm-hmm. uh, this one was good. This one was really good. Yeah. It was. It was so good. I mean, they came out with The Deeper You Dig the year before. And Rachel and I loved that movie. But this one was really really great the twist that they did on yeah. witch lore yeah was mm-hmm. so captivating and beautiful mm-hmm. and twisted and what it said about like the mother-daughter relationship i just i mm-hmm. love it so much and how they incorporated their music into it was really fascinating and super fun and just the fact that they made this movie on a micro micro budget while traveling around the country in an RV during the pandemic is mind blowing to me. Yeah, <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, I mean, I love the deeper you dig. Yeah, and I think what it, what's great is that these movies together are even more exciting because you really get to understand that that's not a fluke. That that's like a very specific cinematic and writing voice and that that Mm -hmm. voice, because it is so collaborative is not just a singular solo, but it is like a harmony of voices makes it so incredibly unique. And it's why with both of those films, it like zigs and zags in ways that other like that 
avoids formulaic ideas and presents both of them present visual moments that I have never seen before. One of my favorite things is a very small touch in this movie. And I've talked about it before is the key, the key in the hand. I love that. Mm -hmm. yes. I love that. And then when you see all yeah. just like the dozens of keys inside the room or the way that it just like plays with like, you know, the idea of eating life and getting power. I've never seen it done that way yeah. before when they go on like a little bit of a mother daughter acid trip. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> with the maggots. Yeah. So good. Yes. Yes. It's just, yeah. it's great. It's such a, we love complicated, angry female characters and to see sort of an an angry complicated female origin story mm -hmm. in, in the guise of a witch slash superhero story is so creative and so cool and so rad and so feminist and so fucking punk rock mm -hmm. i don't know this movie is incredibly special and i cannot wait to see what they do next it it was one of the first movies we saw this year and it has had the staying power that fits into the yep. matilda movie picking paradigm um that mm -hmm. made it a must-have in the top of my uh towards the top mm -hmm. of my my yeah. whole list I mean, yeah i totally agree i just i love this one so much and i think what like you were saying what's so exciting is that you know with the deeper you dig that movie was beautiful and personal and really well done but it went so under the radar almost nobody heard of it i never heard people talking about it it's just us and pat and oswald right <laughs> <laughs> but then Hellbender, that club when could it be first worse. came, yeah. oh, that is a I club mean, that I'm fair. happy to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> but when Hellbender came out, nobody was really talking about it either. And then when it hit Shutter and ended up on Joe Bob Briggs' show, mm -hmm. it just like caught fire, and it felt like the whole internet was like, "Who loves horror movies?" We're talking about Hellbender, and I just think that's so exciting for this family that makes these incredibly creative, super unique movies themselves where they play basically mm -hmm. all the roles behind and in front of the camera yeah. yeah 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 i will also say that like i agree with everything you all are saying and in my experience movies about heavy music are often not very successful in the musical department <laughs> um, and yes is the exception that i love like it's so good yeah. and so honest and like comes from the place that i think people often come with um, come to heavy music with in a way that I think is so well done and like uh, relatable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And if you want to hear more about them, Rachel and I interviewed the whole thing. Oh my God. It's embarrassing because I'm just fangirling through the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, that part was cool. And then yeah, when you did well, this, that was cool. <laughs> and you got to keep listening to us all 2023 because they are coming out with a new movie and they've already said they want to come back on the show. So Ooh, fingers Yay. crossed. <laughs> Although they might be too big for us now. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just said that the other day, like two days ago. So. Oh! <laughs> that's exciting <laughs> yeah they're really really cool and i remember when we watched the first one we were like that family is raising incredible humans like yeah fascinating interesting humans and then we got to meet them and they were exactly like that they were thoughtful and smart and creative and free-spirited and just it's just cool it's a cool yeah. family and the art mm -hmm. that they create is so cool because they just have so much talent musically directing writing all acting all of the above it's just a really really cool cool thing and it's reflected in the art um yeah hellbender was dope loved this movie yes mm -hmm. all right matilda this number two film was one that, again, right out the gate, early in 2022, you were like, 
Oh, I think I've already seen my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is our number two film? So our number two film of the year is Fresh, directed by Mimi Cave. The first oh, yes. full feature length <laughs> movie from Mimi Cave, which is pretty fucking incredible and makes me want to see yeah. everything she's going to do from now on. Yeah. Um, this was, of course, the movie starring... Um, Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan about the horrors of modern dating. <laughs> and it is to put it mildly. beautiful. It is such an interesting movie. And my favorite part of it is that the final girl is female friendship. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Teamwork, yeah. baby. Yes. Oh, I love this movie so much. It's so good. I'm so glad that you had us watch it so early on in the year because it stayed high on my list too all year oh, yeah. long because I mm -hmm. loved it so much. And I think what was so surprising about that movie for me especially is that in that first half hour, I got lost in it being a romantic comedy and kind of forgot that it was horror. And then when that title card drops, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, mm -hmm. shit. And when it takes a turn, <laughs> it really takes a turn. And Sebastian Stan is super surprising in this. He is mm -hmm. charming and creepy at the same time. Uh -huh. I loved it. And I loved all the sort of food beauty shots, too. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really loved this movie. I mean, he he is a very interesting villain in that, like, he the the monstrousness is there but also it's like so rooted in his like character failures that he's also pretty pathetic especially when she so easily manipulates him yeah um and i think that this movie has no love for that character but in a good way like mm, it, there's yeah. you know what i mean like there's no sort of like um empathetic pathos you know what i mean like he he's just a piece of shit <laughs> right, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so watching sort of the, the the how this all sort of resolves like the chomp heard around the world as we once described it is incredibly cathartic um i'm still yeah. not sure how you dance without an ass but you know what i'm not a scientist so <laughs> what are you gonna are do questions that we mere mortals don't need answers no, to. no as no. a dancer i'm also confused but yeah <laughs> there's not enough adductor strength in the world to do what's going on <laughs> no no so th this is on your list as well sarah pretty high up uh do you have any thoughts on it i absolutely love this i mean sebastian stan was great and i can't uh i cannot remember her name daisy edgar jones daisy edgar jones yeah. daisy edgar jones were, was amazing also and i mean you you knew that she was manipulating him, but it was just enough that you could actually her 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 acting was good enough that you were kind of like, wait, is she really? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. the best friend, the the oh, you know female friendship that never gives up. The wait, that doesn't sound like my girl, you know. Um, yeah, because we we know our friends. I mean, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. And, uh, I love that character. Yeah. Yeah, she's great, and uh, you know just how how it how it takes the teamwork to get out of there, and you know, yeah. and then just the the ending. Also, the ending was fascinating. Yeah, those last couple of shots. Yeah, I was super grateful though that when the friend came in, she wasn't just killed. Like mm -hmm. I think in yeah. most films, like the friend, yeah. the, 
who just so happens to also be a person of color would show up and that would be like the gut punch right and i think that it yeah. plays with that trope it certainly does but in the end like that solidarity is proven to be powerful and not a mistake like a, a deadly mistake on the part of the friend that you know just becomes yeah. like a sacrifice for your main character. No, she's an intrinsic part of how this film res is resolved. And, you know, that I think is super important and like a much more modern without pandering way to approach and like interrogate that very problematic trope. So, yes, good shit. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's yeah. some interesting like kind of commonality between the Ray Fiennes character in the menu and Sebastian Stan's character in this movie that could be talked about, like the way that like uh, that they are defeated oh, in each uh -huh. of those films that, that kind of shares some, some aspects that I think is really interesting this year. Yeah. We have two cannibalism movies in our top 10. Too, uh, yeah. This is the year of cannibalism. What right? is that? That's the other trend. Like there are, there are, I feel like there were other cannibal. I mean, you could argue that Hellbender is kind of a cannibal movie to True. some degree. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like we had a few different, we had Bones and All, Fresh. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I am too. And it's bothering me. Listeners, let us know, please. <laughs> Oh, wait, there's actually an article about, is this the year of the cannibal? Okay, well, there was Dahmer. That was another oh, big true. cannibal thing that mm -hmm. came out this year. And I'm wondering if that just, like, comes back to this idea of, like, we are the biggest monster in our lives are each other and, like, our inability to take care of one another and, like, you know. Oh, that's so sad and dark. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. if, if horror real. is a reflection of, like, our anxieties, right? Like, mm -hmm. what are we more scared of right now than our neighbors? Our obsession with consumption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like sure. between the pandemic and like the political divide and how nasty and ugly it is in terms mm -hmm. of you know, targeting people and different like of who they see as other, like all those kinds of things. Like no wonder we're all there, all the filmmakers are doing stuff about cannibals. Yeah. I can <laughs> see it. Ugh, grim, but 2023. <laughs> Remember that silver lining. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? All right, the time has come. We are at the number one movie of the year as decreed by the zombie girls as a collective. Because I don't know why I watch her, but whatever. it's fine. It's fine. Agreed. Move forward. Move forward. <laughs> Matilda, what is our number one movie this year? So our number one movie this year is Nope by Jordan Peele. And this sure is, is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really hard for, this was my number one movie. It's really mm -hmm. hard for me for any other movie in a year where he's made a movie. <laughs> um, because <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, as a horror fan, there are a lot of different kinds of horror movies, right? There's ones that I want for fun. There's ones that I want to really make me think. There's ones that I want for the critique. And he manages to make movies that do all of the above and that I can watch in different ways every time I watch them. Mm -hmm. And that is just mm -hmm. really hard to top. Um, and that I can recommend to everyone who loves horror and to my family members who think they don't like horror also, right? Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. really hard uh, to beat. <laughs> like, he's just such an incredible filmmaker. 
Um, this one is fun, it's layered, it's serious, and it is always entertaining. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you all thought of this one. Oh, I mean, it I certainly had the movie. most horrifying part of, <laughs> of a movie that I saw you and it was just an audio moment. It's like, or I wanted to leave my body. Right. <laughs> uh, Sorry, go ahead, Sarah. To people being ingested by a bounce house, like that moment? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. When they're screaming yeah. and begging for for release, I'm like, oh god, I can't take yeah. it. Kill me now. Take I mean, me, Lord. The, rapture. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love the way the, the, the way the creature moved. I love the fact that it was basically you know, as, as, as people pointed out, Jaws in space. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, I mean, the char- the characterizations were great. The, you know, how you have uh, OJ who's kind of quiet and contemplative and he's got a lot in his, he's got a lot going on in his head. He's thinking all the time, but he's real quiet about everything. And then you have a sister who's always just talking, talking, talking and, you know, uh, just trying to make connections and, and make a name and, and uh you know both of them have a lot going on and the question it asks what's the opposite of a miracle yeah Mm. spectacle Mm. and how the whole thing's just a spectacle yeah 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 Yeah. i mean i i love this movie it made it to my number two uh i thought it was fantastic it's so much fun that brother sister dynamic was so enjoyable i also Mm -hmm. loved the the it guy yeah angel he was great he was great i love the way the alien looks i thought that was really super creative and really fun i just thought this was like a joyful experience it was so much fun to watch and yeah it has some deeper things to say about the world and about spectacle and you know the the character of the um you know the guy from the walking dead what's his name Ju- I jupiter anybody's name today jupiter uh, yeah but... jupiter thank you yeah he was so great and like the the way that it compared him with the jordy the monkey character was really interesting i just thought this movie was fantastic and i wish i had gotten to see it on the big screen i hope someday i can oh, because yeah it's, yeah, yeah. It's spectacular yeah. it, it is really it is truly a spec spectacle yeah. of a film um yeah. and I guess you know what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to rent a theater when you're here. We're gonna we're gonna watch it because you yeah, do need good. to see it on the big screen, especially yeah. that that those final beats yes. where they're doing the it, it's like the buoy scene, but it's with the like flappy arm guys. Like yes. that whole thing right. with those vistas yeah. are just stellar, just absolutely beautiful to look at. I mean, this movie yes is looks incredible. Jordan Peele has proven time and time again that he is a master filmmaker with a very interesting point of view and that he is the proof to the whole like we need new stories and we need new storytellers idea because he just brings a perspective that is both totally fresh and totally familiar and that you're like yes this is the story I want to hear and no I haven't heard it before so yeah this movie was spectacular it was beautiful um performances were incredible kiki palmer is charisma personified oh, my gosh. oh I yeah i want to see yes. i you know what i want her. i want her to be in a scream movie wouldn't she be great in a scream movie like a she's good one not like the last one. <laughs> sorry she's too good for scream anyway <laughs> moving forward <laughs> in a slasher then in a slasher movie yes where she is the main character yes like if she wants to be a new generation of final girl sign me up but 
Like if you're just going to make her like some Sydney knockoff side piece. That was not no, my plan. Thank you. Like I like J- Jenna Ortega just fine. But like you do not put Kiki Palmer below in Jenna. Corner. Nobody's no. going to put Kiki Nobody Palmer in a Kiki corner. Nobody puts Kiki in a corner, that was, okay? That was not my plan. <laughs> you guys all heard this. You've all heard her master plan. It's on record. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. She's incredible. Um there's so much symbolism too. Like it's one of these movies that you can watch and just enjoy the story and be like, this is an interesting idea on a surface level, but you can also completely tinfoil hat this movie. You can look into the symbolism of, of the nickel of the, like the thousands of small things, the t-shirts, the The names of the character, the, you know, purple people eater the shoe of course the shoe you know there's been so (laughs) much speculation in this movie yeah yeah yes Mm -hmm. yes and that is really fun and exciting like this is where he gets into this is the movie i think where he like gets into um us uh stanley kubrick territory like this is his stanley kubrick film yeah. Where there's everything I is so it. intentional and so like so layered that you could you could absolutely go down the rabbit hole with it, and that's kind of the point, right? Like mm-hmm. everything down to the poster uh, where Jupe it, it looks like he's wearing a cowboy hat, and you realize it's just the alien. So great, so mm-hmm. cool, so cool. Yeah. I mean, even the marketing is full of Easter eggs. Um, but yeah, and I think I think this is a really really special film, um, and it's the most celebration of of filmmaking of the year mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 that's a great way to put it oh i love yeah it so well much. also kind again. of like being critical of hollywood oh, yeah. and oh, like yes. the uh, yeah. violence <laughs> of looking at people right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my god the tmz guy on the motorcycle <laughs> that was, <laughs> that so was great <laughs> don't stop filming or whatever he says <laughs> Awesome. All right. So that is our list for 2022. But we aren't the only ones that put something together. That's right. We put a call out to the patrons and they uh, on our Discord and on Patreon to share their lists. And um, they did such a great job. And like I said, I think this list is really fun because it's actually quite different than ours. There's obviously some crossover, but there's some stuff that we didn't touch on. And there's some really great honorable mentions in here. So I'm just going to kind of run through these and then I'll tell you who everybody's number one was. But first, here's a few little details. Uh, Unlike us, we only nominated 19 movies. They nominated 22. Nice. And and there were four of them, four of us. So it's it's comparable. Um, Nine of which did not appear anywhere in our nominations. Oh, wild. Okay, I'm so curious. Right? That's super, super cool. Yeah. So the ones I, I can list those after after the fact because yeah. I don't want to spoil the list. But I wrote down the the nine that we did not that we did not have on our list. Um, and there's some really good ones in here, and there's some like heartbreakers that I was like, Ugh, I wanted to get it on my list, but it wouldn't fit. You know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, uh-huh. And none of them had the same number one. They all had different number ones, which I think this is like we can get into a little bit of a silo and a bubble. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to see these des- disparate sort of people like in their movie watching experience and the things that really spoke to them and um, the things that they got to see, all that is it, it's just really interesting. And I think it like actually really adds to the overall of our list as well mm-hmm. um, and speaks to how good and diverse this year was of horror because this year was insane. Um, I don't know if we talked about just how many options there were. Okay. So in the number 10, well, let's start with the honorable mentions. 
So uh, in the third runner up for the list is a film that I'm sure is going to come up later when we're talking about our little our little discussion points is the film Speak No Evil. Oh, it, yeah. I didn't get around to this one, but I meant to. But I also was like, I think it's going to make me feel real bad. It will. <laughs> it sure will. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't end up on my top 10, even though I do think it's a really, really well-made movie. <laughs> just too grim. So this it's next. Very sorry. grim. Yeah. I mean, I heard it's just like something crazy happens at the end. Yes. Okay. Got it. Well, maybe I'll circle back. We'll see. We'll see. All right. In the number two runner-up spot is a movie that when I saw it in the theater this year, I was like, no way this isn't on the top 10. No way. And it did not only not make our top 10, it is only a runner-up for theirs. So again, this year has been insane. And that is the film The Black Phone. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ethan Hawke is terrifying in that movie. Yeah, you said for like 90% of the year it was going to be in your top 10. Did it not end up making it? It never made it. At all? It never wow. made it. It got, I mean, it yeah. was it was one of the ones that was on the bubble that like yeah. the menu helped pu- and Prey helped push out. Yeah. But yeah. it was there. It was there. It just, just <laughs> like this year has been too crazy. This next one is one that is near and dear to our hearts because not only did we cover it on More Deadly, we d- interviewed the director. And that is the film Glorious. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad that somebody had that one. That's me fun. too. When when these lists came on, there were ones that were picked on here that like made me so happy to see them make the mm-hmm. list. Um, yeah, so that one is really fun. It is the Lovecraftian glory hole film. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought you'd say that sentence. <laughs> I, yeah, I said it a lot this year, which is another <laughs> twist. Another twist. All right, let's get into their top 10. Number 10, The Menu. Nice. Number nine, one of my favorites this year, <clears throat> Deadstream. <laughs> yes. Number eight, actually, what is the omission you think we had this year that I was very surprised by that I assume we I all just like? Okay, what do you think it is? Is it Pearl? Ding, 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 yeah, ding. I was yeah. shocked at that because it was on my mm-hmm. list. but And we all assumed other people were going to have it, right? Well, yep. I had it on mine, but it maybe it wasn't high enough to have made. Did you? A did it end up making it onto you? Yeah, I guess you did have it. Yeah, yeah. It got knocked yeah. off of mine. Yeah, yeah, yep. I got knocked yeah. off of mine too. That is shocking because I I feel like when we had conversations about it, we're like we prefer this movie to X. Yeah, <laughs> and then X made it and Pearl did it. I, know. I thought for sure because I put X, I put Pearl right above X in my uh-huh. list, so uh-huh. I was sure that it would be really high on your list, Rachel. Uh-huh. So I figured it would make it. And I was like, what? X made it instead? <sighs> it just got bumped by other stuff. So this year was so on your list at all? It was in my number 10 spot. Okay. But okay. X didn't make my list. Interesting. So 10, X was like number 11, essentially. Yeah. It, it <laughs> Two weeks ago, it was in my number until... 10 spot, too. <laughs> Goddamn. This That's brutal. Brutal. All right. Number seven, Crimes of the Future. Okay. Number six, one that I meant to get around to and never saw. A wounded fawn. Yeah, I actually think this yeah. one, Matilda and you, Rachel, might really enjoy. I really love the first bit of it. It reminds me a little bit of Fresh, and then it mm. gets surrealistic, and I didn't mm. quite jive with that part of it. But I think Matilda might, especially. So I'm like three quarters of the way through it, and it's losing me through the. Th- okay, the so that's stuff. what happened to me. <laughs> yeah. So okay. maybe it's not just me. Because um, I was really into it in the beginning. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Hmm. It's on the it's on the shutters. So, yep. um, I'll give it a maybe I'll give it a look. See. All 
All right. Number five, people of taste. They selected the film Prey. <laughs> number nice. f- number four, nice. our number one, Nope. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that could have something to do with one of our patrons, Jody, saying it was her most disappointing film of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, that's so interesting. Which, by the way, Joe, is if you wanted to record or write in a little something, I would love to hear the dissenting the, the, yes. yes. opinion. Uh, yeah, serious. I'm being. I'm not being smartass. Like I genuinely would love to hear it. Number three, X. Number two, again proving they are people of taste and substance. Hellbender. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And number one, <laughs> Barbarian. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> okay. So here's what movies they made on their list that did not make it on ours: The Black Phone, Glorious, A Wounded Fawn, Hellraiser. Okay. Master, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh-huh. The Innocents, Blood Relatives, which if you guys have not seen. I haven't I watched that one yet. It didn't make I my top either. 10 list, but it was like one of the sweetest movies I watched this year. Oh, okay. It's like if you need a little palate cleanser, Blood yeah. Relatives is great because it's just like a father-daughter vampires movie. And mm-hmm. it's really, really sweet and very funny. And it has it's directed by Noah Sagan. And yeah, I, I really liked it. And then the last one didn't make our list, which I'm kind of surprised because Ariel and I both were like, ah, I think I suspect this is one that was like got bumped, which was Saloon. Yeah, it's I will talk about it in a minute. <laughs> OK, all right. Well, then I'll stop right there. All right. Just really quickly. Their number ones were Evil Corny gave Nope the number one slot. So I bet he is very excited right now to see that we are on the same page. Jody, a woman of taste, this does not surprise me at all. Number one was Hellbender. Nice. Mm-hmm. Eddie, another gentleman of taste who loves a strong, powerful female character. Prey. Okay. And Makes Leaf, uh, who came in at the last minute, and I was delighted to get his yeah. his list because he was one that had a lot of things on it that we didn't have. And I was like, yes, this is a very exciting list. Um, selected The Menu as his number one from oh, 2022. Yes. Love so. it. Those are all great picks. Yes. You guys did awesome. Thank you so much for sending those in. That was yeah. so much fun. <sighs> yes, definitely. All right. Let's get into our honorable mentions. Yes. We each got to pick two <laughs> movies that maybe didn't make the cut. <laughs> Either we didn't put them on our top list or like they, they were, but they didn't, the math didn't work out. Whatever the case may be, these are movies that you want to give a little extra love to that didn't make it to the top 10. So, um, Ariel, why don't you start us off? What was what are your honorable mentions? This year? All right. So both of these didn't make it on my top 10 for two reasons. One, there was just so much good stuff. Two, I didn't think they would make it on anybody else's list. And last year I lost a lot of my favorites because nobody else had seen them. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> so no. This year I did it a little differently. <laughs> All right. You're like, these are going to I will force them in. <laughs> So the first one is The Long Walk, directed mm-hmm. by Maddie Doe, another woman-directed horror movie. Rachel and I watched this towards the beginning of the year when it first came out and did a review on More Deadly. And I absolutely love this movie. Yeah. It's essentially a futuristic movie, but it's also like about a serial killer who finds mm-hmm. a way to travel back in time to when he was a young boy. And so it's both this sort of creepy serial killer-y stuff and also this super emotional story about this boy and his mother and the hardships they go through. And I found it to be deeply moving and poignant, super well acted. The child actor is absolutely fantastic in this. I thought the way that this South Asian director um, approached futurism was really cool, Mm -hmm. too. 
So there was just like so much to love about this movie. And for some reason, it's really flown under the radar and nobody's talking about it. But I think it's one to watch. It was really good. Yeah, we're doing a top 10 for um, More Deadly as well. Just women yeah. directed uh, horror. I don't think this will be the last time we discuss no. this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, really special. And Maddie Doe is the first ever female director uh, in Laos. Yep. Um, she is a literal trailblazer. Uh, and she's making incredible films. Like she's not, you know, like. It's not just noteworthy because she's the first, but she's actually really making incredible films. So if you have not seen this, I will I will parrot Ariel and say you must. You must give this a, a good look. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so my second one was the one you were just talking about, Salome. Mm, yay, <laughs> I'm so glad. I love this movie so much. So this is a Senegalese horror movie about a group of mercenaries who, through a series of unfortunate events, end up kind of <laughs> having to hide out in this holiday getaway that mm. has some sort of culty feelings to it and some weirdness happening. And they're trying to get a handle on it when all of a sudden ghosts. And uh, it's really great. It's so much fun. It's great action stuff mm -hmm. like the action beats of it are fantastic and exactly what you want out of an action movie but also the way that they approach sort of the spirit world is really cool and different all the characters are fantastic i had such a fun time with this movie mm -hmm. yeah there's some real gut punches in this oh, movie yeah. as well <laughs> some plot twists and turns and some some I, uh, yeah there's some stuff in this that is like very much um related to like cultural stuff and issues and political issues that are in that part of the world that are incredibly poignant in this storytelling. Yes. Um, and because it is actually, it's not just about those things, but it's like through the perspective of filmmakers from that part of the world. Um, and so it's very, very powerful. It's, um, it's almost like a dark fairy tale in some places. Oh, that's interesting. I can see that. I mean, or I mean, it's definitely, I would say, folk horror at the very least. Yes. It's very yeah, folk horror. Sure. But there's there's some there's some I mean, fairy tale in that there's like like a dark fairy tale in that, particularly around the resolution. Like yeah. if you think about like sort of like the I, I actually I see what you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's where I'm getting dark fairy tale is the resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um really great performances there is an amazing um there's a whole plot line around sign language that is really yes, incredible in it it's so great they do such a good job with that and she's such a cool female character i really yes. loved her and the relationships between the mercenaries too are really great too and it's subvert kind of your expectations quite a bit yes like mm -hmm. you keep thinking like they're gonna do certain tropey things and they don't yep um i could have watched them at that dinner table for like double right? the time the <laughs> tension know. and then when she starts like signing things and then they actually speak sign language i, I was like oh my it's god so <laughs> it's a yeah. really fun movie if you haven't watched it this is going to be a good time there are definitely some sad poignant moments yes. but it's also yeah. really fun and very satisfying mm -hmm. highly highly recommend this one yeah all right matilda what are your honorable missions that didn't quite make the cut this year Oh, you know, it is really um, a testament to how this year is going that I had honor. I thought I knew which two this morning I was going to talk about, and it's shifted. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, interesting. We okay. This. Um, so my first one is one that did not make the list because it is not quite horror enough. But I loved mm. this movie, and I think anybody in the reach of my voice 
needs to see this. Um, <laughs> and that is the movie Flux Gourmet, which is from the oh, you did change of, of In Fabric, <laughs> right? Um, and okay. It is about, it is so weird, guys. <laughs> it's about. I mean, that makes um, sense given the mannequin pubic hairness of In Fabric. Yes. Did someone oh, summon our band? <laughs> Are, what? Should I start so tuning up? <laughs> good. Um, and it's about a a group of sound artists that are making sound with food. So if you have a misophonia issue, you should be concerned, probably. You said I should watch this like a silent movie, like put on music and just read the subtitles and pretend it's a silent film? You should, because the level of Gwendolyn Christie in this movie (laughs) should be enough to get you in. Um, And there's magic words on there. Yeah, I know. I love her. I mean, it's so, it's like surrealist weirdness. um, And there's so much for horror fans to love in it, including Gwendolyn Christie, just saying it again. So I really think that people should check that one out. My second one um, is a movie called Piggy. Uh, which is a Spanish film originally called Cerdita. The director is Carlotta Martinez Pereira, and it's starring Laura Galan. I think I did myself a disservice this year by putting accurate content warnings in the chat about... (laughs) You pulled an aerial! You pulled an aerial this year. (laughs) Yeah, here's the thing. This movie is really traumatizing, and I wanted people to know that going in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it traumatized one of our most beloved patrons, Eddie. I know. That's why I didn't end up watching it. After I saw his reaction on our Discord, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it wasn't quite enough. It didn't quite do enough of what I needed it to do to be in my top 10. But I do think it's a really interesting and important movie because it does for me to have a slasher that I yeah that sticks with me is a big deal. Um, That's true. And this movie kind of combines social horror of the bullying of a fat girl um, mm-hmm. with her relationship with a slasher who comes to her town. Um, And it is really interesting. And I just truly want this director to film this actor in a movie where she's not being tortured (laughs) because Mm, some of the shots, like you do not see fat bodies filmed this way. There's like beautiful underwater swimming scenes of her in a bikini. Um, I just want, more of that in a movie that can where we can leave feeling a little less um beaten up <laughs> by it gotcha okay. yeah so matilda is this going to be a movie like swallow where you get us to all watch it i don't know you know the the price of admission <laughs> on this one is pretty high Pretty high. Um, gotcha. as, as eddie was saying like the the it's it's very real and i'm glad that it exists okay. because it's very real um and I think Eddie was saying, like, I can't, I couldn't, be- it was, like, unnecessarily cruel. And I was, like, having grown up as a fat girl, I'm like, it's pretty, it's pretty right. It's pretty right. Realistically um, cruel? Yeah. Is that- yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But there's, but I do, I'm really excited to see where else this goes. Um, because I think that there's a lot to like in this one. I'm really excited to see uh, what else Carlotta Martinez Pereira does and what else Laura Galan does in the future. Yeah, for sure. 
Awesome. Well, I don't know that yeah. I'll ever watch that, but I'm glad that you talked about it. <laughs> Somebody needs to. If you've watched it, let's have a conversation. Listeners. Okay. I've, I've been meaning DM to watch me. it. I got to just do it. I just got to do it. Yeah. No, I've been meaning to watch this because I really enjoyed the short that it was that it's based on. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So like that, that's one that I really, really like. Um, so I've been meaning to watch this one, but uh, just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Matilda will change her mind. She'll be like, you need this ordeal. Let's do it. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to do this one to you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so my picks for honorable mention are one that I have been championing since the beginning of the year. And I felt like so gaslit because everybody else watched it, watched it was like, eh. I was like, what? And then I went out into the wider world when and. Lots of people loved this movie, and where is equally when I told the trick or treat guys that you guys were haters, they were like, "I was how not a hater? What are you I talking about? A hater? Hater? Haters? Nothing but not haters hater around at me. All. Hater? Wall to wall, sea of haters. Oh okay. God. So, anyways, that is the film Deadstream. Uh, I have been, like I said, the champion all year long of this movie. This is the kind of movie that made me fall in love with the genre back in the day when I was watching horror films with slumber parties that were both scary but also fun and silly. And I feel like they don't really get made that often anymore. And when they do, they're kind of like clumsy or silly or yes. broy or just like they don't work. And this one like or they have like meanness of spirit or something. I don't know. This one to me is funny and a little wicked and gruesome and gory and silly and funny throughout. It's really smart in the way that it uses the found footage like that it not only makes sense but also has opportunities to add to the tension with the feeds cutting in and of course Oh, I love that part of it. Yeah. Never forget beef cam. Never forget beef cam. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> Who knew that a Slim Jim could be used in such a way? <laughs> so funny. And that's the thing is it's funny throughout. I think it's like the best example of the screen life conceit. Um, you know, like the yeah. unfriended, yeah. whatever, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I loved it. I giggled throughout, was grossed out throughout, especially when he ate the eyeball. And I was very, ex- and it, it just, I'm very excited to see what Vanessa and Joseph Winter do next. Um, Me too, because there is so much creativity in this and their clear love of practical effects. That will get me every time. And yeah. Some of the gross stuff that they did was so slapstick and so fun. Like that bathtub scene was yeah. hella gross. The yeah. finger up the nose was hella yeah. gross. <laughs> He's just like, why? why? <laughs> 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 yeah, it was it was really cool. And you're right about the cutting in of the feeds, like especially when that older woman cuts in to talk about like the symbol on the wall and she's like oh you erased it you're fucked (laughs) 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 she was great i loved all the little like side people that came in it was really well done yeah yeah Yeah. super fun yeah and uh, you know we can as a plug you can go listen to me on bloody good horror talk about this where i was not a hater let me (laughs) (laughs) and in fact you may also it's so fun the technology is dispatched so well and even if you think you don't like fan footage this is the best of like this is what mm-hmm. um like the yeah. like seeing that screen um as your primary entry into this it's so funny the fact that you can like actually fall in love and be very the the main character is very endearing even though he's not always completely likable and is clearly working something out 
Um, it's just such a good time. And it may, mm-hmm. we may talk about it one more time today. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So my other honorable mention, just because it is a, a crime that I did not make Agreed. the list, is Pearl, of course. I am still shocked it didn't make the list. Me I do. And and I do think like like we we as we sorted out and solved the mystery of how that happened was that we all assumed it would be safe. Uh and we could squeeze in our other like other favorites. Um yeah. M- Mia Goth, I feel like ruled the year in terms of horror, horror you know, horror queens. Yeah. Sorry, Jenna Ortega, you're great, but Mia Goth took this one for me. Her performance from humping that scarecrow to killing off everyone <laughs> pretty much in her wake uh, was delightful and horrifying in equal measure. Uh, that monologue is some incredible uh, performance that she is so deeply riveting when the camera's just zoomed in oh three inches from her yes. face. And, like, that is the climax of the film. And I did not feel robbed, not one no. single bit, because it was just so tense. Uh, just really, really great filmmaking, really great performance. Um, and then, of course, it's like a short film all in and to itself. The closing credits, where it's just her oh, smiling boy. and crying. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Ah! Her performance yeah. is outstanding the fact that they made x and this back-to-back yes. is unreal yeah um i know that she's credited as i think having written the script or something for i think she's Pearl. a co-writer on this a yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. you can tell how much she loves and understands and has empathy for pearl even yeah. though pearl is like mm-hmm. a deeply disturbed person yeah. you know yeah. it's it was fascinating and Rachel, you had seen Pearl before I got a chance to because you went to see it in the theater and I had to wait for it to come out on VOD. And I had posted for you about your appearance on Bloody Good Horror because you reviewed it for them. Mm -hmm. And I had written Scarecrow Sex, I think, in the post was one of the things you told me to like bring up. But I had no (laughs) idea like what the fuck you were talking about because I stayed all the way away from spoilers and Uh trailers and everything. And so when I watched the movie, I was like, this was not what I was <laughs> I thought that was like a joke, like an inside joke, a oh, no, no, no. thing. I didn't nope. expect this woman nope. to no. actually be like dry humping. No, yeah, she climaxes on a scarecrow. That is correct. <laughs> that is the thing that happens in this movie. It's and that's so why crazy. that in and of itself is why it's shocking. It's not yeah. on our list. Yeah, um, and her relationship with her dad is shocking. The way that we get to see her start with like harming small animals and then kind of move up as she becomes more kind of unhinged. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. And I love the connective thread between it and X, too. And especially the fact that, like, her husband comes home at the end to see yeah. kind of yeah. the aftermath of everything. Yeah, and you this... realize, like, he was okay with it, obviously, because they're still married, like, all these years well, he later. he fought in two wars. True. Yeah. True. I mean, this succeeds in doing the thing that prequels need to do, which is to not only to somewhat recontextualize the events of the films that come after it, but in a way that enhances it. Yeah. Uh And I think that it succeeds in this. And the fact that we got both this amazing slasher film and this psychological horror film in the same year and the same universe is incredible. I agree with Ty West that it is a shame that he didn't realize how successful these were going to be so that he could have shot Maxine back to back to back as well. And I (laughs) cannot wait. Wait I know. for Maxine. We'll yeah, Maxine is one of my anticipated ones. Yep, me too. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, Sarah, how about you? What are your um, what are your honorable mentions from this year? Okay, so uh, my honorable mentions they weren't going to be ones that were going to make my list. They weren't like, but they were mm-hmm. ones that I just thought were were fun and should be seen. 
Okay. Yeah. Number one is Sissy. Well, first one is Sissy. Yeah. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. The kills are great. The whole setup and twist at the end is is great. The whole the little twists the throughout the film are, are pretty great. Um, and all the little, like, clues <laughs> heated throughout <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, that one was a ton of fun. And then the other one is The Invitation. You can see the plot coming from a mile away. You know, you see the how it's going to end coming from a mile away. But it's just a fun ride. And, you know, Aww. lots of pretty costumes. Oh, right. I've, heard, I've heard pretty good things about it. That what I heard, too, was that it was kind of billed really as a horror film. But in actuality, it's like a little bit not. And if they had maybe gone more in the sort of dark romance, you know, well, like set it up more as a dark a- romance, people would have liked it better. You know how we said the menu is like a highbrow ready or not? Yeah. Yeah. This is like a low budget ready or not. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. All right, that. that I you have or sold like, me. Yeah. Like yeah. A, I'm in. Or like a, a gothic fantasy ready or not kind of. Ooh. It's okay. woman directed Neo, Ariel. Okay. I think we might have to cover this one on more deadly then. Yeah. That sounds pretty great to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good picks because I know a lot of people have been talking about the invitation and Sissy I loved. We covered that on more deadly mm-hmm. last year and it was so much fun. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Got a really nice message from the director. Like my mm-hmm. favorite message we got this year. I so know. nice. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been one hell of a year in horror. Um, so let's get into some quick j- discussion questions before we wrap this up. Um, my first question is for you, Sarah. <laughs> As okay. promised, I have a question. <laughs> Why was your list so normal this year? <laughs> <laughs> normally we have like we're all kind of in unison and then you come in and you're just like screw you this curve wild card yes two. always yes. It kind of upends the list from what i expect it to be and so when yeah. i saw this last night i was like wow this is pretty normal top 10 <laughs> her list is totally normal it's that's very so and that's weird <laughs> yeah, well, there's just a lot of really good shit this year like widely yeah yeah that's true that's fair i just was like i always brace i'm like what's what what one of my favorites is about to get bumped off the list by some total weirdo in your number one spot and then it was like oh no we agree these are all excellent (laughs) the the, the weirdest thing on my list is mad god yeah yeah that was that was and you weren't alone i think matilda you had it on yours too it was on my list too yeah 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 okay well thank you sarah i just i just had to get to the bottom of that real quick (laughs) (laughs) all right so matilda you had a really fun idea for how to approach um like mix it up a little bit and and also sneak some new things onto our our list if we wanted to do you want to talk a little bit about that or do you want me to yeah i'm happy to talk about it so i in a desperate plea to (laughs) make some decisions and cut some things from my list that like should have been on my list in any other year they're going to be on my list bodies 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 so fun should have been on my list black phone kind of a perfect horror movie should have been on my list but like Mm -hmm. this year the competition was so stiff that I started my bargaining phase of grief as I was (laughs) and I emailed Rachel and said can we have like quick little categories so that we can like just be sure to be like i love you too 
to some movies that we yeah. really loved mm-hmm. aspects of um, that that weren't able to make our list. Like my my original idea was something like uh, always a bridesmaid category, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I, so we went with like some aspects, right? Like. Um, what was the one that like blew you out of your skin? What's the one you didn't see coming? And so we'll talk about um, the category. Rachel, do you want to talk about the categories that we ended up with? Sure, sure. So we're going to do most fun, best emotional gut punch, good for her, grossest scene, and most most unsettling and best scare of the year. Yeah, and they had to be ones that aren't on the actual top 10 list. Except for best scare of the year is fine. Right. Just because, like, you know, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Let's get into our most fun. Matilda, what was your pick? So my most fun of the year is Orphan First Kill. Ding, ding, Absolutely. ding. Same. Oh, this is a movie that, like, I was worried going in because I thought, yeah, but we know the twist. Like, if you've seen the first orphan, you know the twist. So this is not going to go well. <laughs> Right. But actually, this movie is knowing the twist just enhances it. It is such a fun yeah. ride. You don't know yeah. what's actually going to happen in this. You think you no. do. You don't. No. Mm-mm. Yep. Nope. And Very then the is so driving good. down the street with Michael Sambello playing is delightful. Yeah. Delightful. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. This is my most fun. You too, Ariel? No, I picked something different. Okay, how about you? Uh, or what did you pick, Ariel? So I picked this movie that I have not heard a soul talking about. It's called When the Screaming Starts. Oh, the, I, I rem- it was on Screenbox or something, right? Um, yeah, yes, it yeah. was on Screenbox, I believe. So I love this movie. It's basically a mockumentary, a British mockumentary about this guy who's trying to save his career by creating a documentary where he follows around a guy who's attempting to become a serial killer slash cult leader. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Amazing. Which Which sounds crazy, but it is so much fun. And it's got that sort of dry, sarcastic British humor. If you can dig a British comedy at all, I think Rachel, especially you love this movie. I'm in done. Yeah, it is getting it today. (laughs) you have to it's so funny it's so entertaining the characters are all quirky in that lovely british way i love this movie and it's weird because it's really well made and very well put together and yet i've not heard anybody talking about it and i think it's just because screenbox maybe isn't super popular yet but i'm hoping that as more people get subscriptions to that maybe this one will be one that becomes popular again because it deserves it it's really good okay i'm getting it Gonna, I'm gonna get to give it a give it a look because you said all the things that I want to hear. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if you like the original, what we do in the shadows movie, you're gonna like this movie. Oh shit. Okay. Well, that's a done deal. I know what I'm watching. Too. Well, <laughs> I might be seeing Megan today. If I don't see Megan today, I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. Cool. What about you, Sarah? What was your uh, most fun film of the year? Uh, I think my most fun film was was Pearl, just because. Mia Goth is hmm. just an absolute nutter in that film, and it's just so. And, and I love. You're not wrong. I love the play on like old the old Hollywood Technicolor talkies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know the way it mm-hmm. opens up, the way the scenes are filmed, the the color, the the, the lighting and the color in it, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, 
It's a good one. Yeah, Pearl was great though. I'm I'm loving I'm loving it's in the back half, but Pearl's getting some love and I'm feeling better. Like the, the universe is realigning and I'm yes. feeling I'm feeling better. <laughs> All right. And the other end of the spectrum, what was the movie that just punched you in the gut this year, uh, Matilda? Well, I already talked about Piggy. So there was a last minute <laughs> movie that I think is pretty underseen so far that's written and directed by Allison Locke. Um, and that movie is The Apology. Has anyone else watched oh, this? Oh, I have not. I've but I saw like things. Elizabeth was talking about it. Yes. Yeah. It's Anna Gunn, Linus Roach, and Janine Garofalo. Always delightful to see Janine Garofalo on screen. Yeah. This movie will hurt your feelings. Um, okay. <laughs> it's very, very, very well acted. And it, it's like okay. far and away. There's like emotional gut punches this year. And then there's this one about holy shit a mile above damn yeah. so just wow just know that. okay yeah <laughs> okay that's fine all right all right ariel what was your gut punch of the year my gut punch was the innocence oh <laughs> so this is a nordic movie about some small children who begin to realize that some of them have mysterious powers that are somehow kind of connected to each other and they sort of begin living this almost like secret life separate from their parents, even though these kids are very, very young, like eight years old, 10 years old, that kind of age. Uh, it is really good. It's also very, very sad. Oh, <laughs> okay. shit. Okay. Um, but it's really moving and it does a lot of super interesting things with the dynamics between the children and also the way that they're interacting with adults, their powers are really fascinating, the way they seem to connect to each other. It's a very good movie, but um, there are a couple scenes in it that will punch in the gut. So, okay. <laughs> okay. How about you, Sarah? What's your gut punch of the year? Well, I didn't pick so much a movie as so much a scene. Okay. Mm. Um, Dewey's death in Scream 5. Oh, oh damn it. I forgot about yeah. that. Not, yeah. not, not only it. is he an absolutely beloved character and to see him go and especially like that And like scene, that. Yeah. Well and then 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 like to see where he was at in his life when he went yes. like that. Yeah. Um, I ugly cried at that scene. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot and, about that. And it also closed the book on yeah. my scream movies. Mm. Yep. And you know, so Scream Six is definitely going to be a new chapter in the in the yeah. series and a new beginning. So, mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's like it closed it closed the the book on Woodsboro. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call, Sarah. <laughs> that's a good call. I'm curious when we get to our most anticipated if Scream Six is on anybody's <laughs> list. Not on mine. Well, you were not the biggest Scream fan to begin with, and then you add in how not great the last one was. And <laughs> all right, so I forgot to say that Jody sent in her answers too. So her most oh, fun okay. was Deadstream, by the way, for okay. the record. Nice. And her nice. gut punch was Speak No Evil. Okay, that is a very good call. <laughs> okay, God. You, so the opposite of what happened when, when, when the screaming starts is happening with Speak No Evil. 
like, and the innocence, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, now it's too late, so I don't, I don't have to circle back. So I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the one that kicked me right in the crotch, uh, as okay. well as the gut, uh, was the film Nanny, which is an excellent film. Right. It is beautifully acted, beautifully directed, has so much to say highly recommend it you should absolutely watch it it's a beautiful dark fairy tale slash folk horror film uh from a filmmaker um who is uh, uh Jusu, who is only going to just blow so the hell talented. up yeah yes she's making a movie for jordan peele next year mm-hmm. like she is she won sundance like this it's an incredible film but it is a heart crusher <laughs> <laughs> there is something that happens at the end that you are like please don't let this be don't let this be and then it is and the way that it happens you're like god damn it but it speaks to her incredible filmmaking that she makes it hurt so bad so highly recommend nanny just make sure you have some tissues handy (laughs) (laughs) all right good for her let's go again this is a roller coaster most fun most emotional best but back to good for her what is your good for her movie of the year matilda well, since we've already talked about scarecrow humping, um, yeah, my yeah, good yeah, for her <laughs> is the end of Watcher. Yeah, there we go. Put some respect on that name. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. It's it's like so unfiltered joy at the end of that. Where yes. Like, yes. Like I think yes. is what came out the of the fact me. that she doesn't say a word and just like looks at him out of the corner of her eyes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> she doesn't even <laughs> so have to fun. be in the scene to make it amazing. No, but good for her. It's incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's oh, so good. So good. How about you, Ariel? What's your good for her? Yeah. So I tried to pick a movie that I hadn't talked about yet, which was hard because I basically had already talked about all my good for her movies. Oh, yeah. They do tend to rise to the top, don't they? Uh, Yes, they do. They sure, (laughs) sure do. But one of the ones that I was thinking about was um, She Will, Mm -hmm. which Rachel and I covered for More Mm -hmm. Deadly. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of good ones in that, but I was oh, in yes. particular thinking about the scene where the witchy witch makes the mud rise yes. to get the yes. rapist dude. <laughs> yes, swallow the rapist. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent, excellent. How about you, Sarah? What is your good for good for her movie? Well, you had said we couldn't talk about anything on the list, but Matilda broke Whoa. the rules. So yeah, the Go end ahead. of the menu yeah that's a good one that is a good one i thought it was our top 10 i'm so sorry oh it doesn't really matter these rules are very arbitrary i mean we made them up we can break them it's fine (laughs) we're rebels around here okay i mean she beats she beats him at his own game by just you know knowing something about him yeah Mm -hmm. yeah she she uses her skills to understand people to manipulate him and get out of it for herself and it's great (laughs) yep I agree. I agree. So yeah, you're right about the good for her being hard because we cover them all or they make them make it into things like yeah. somewhere mm-hmm. along the way. So even though we've talked about it a lot, my good for her is it, it's got to be our, our favorite um, scarecrow humping heroine, Pearl, <laughs> who I mean, like she doesn't end up in a great place, but no. along the way, like no, don't let anybody stand in the way of your dreams. You just go <laughs> after them. Ride. 
you know <laughs> go after them do what you gotta do it's a cutthroat world literally pearl good for you yeah, <laughs> even if you're just you. your own delusion good for you <laughs> <laughs> all right uh and then actually jody's is an interesting one and i almost stole it but then i decided to not be that bitch um she picked a movie that is not i don't know that it's a great movie but it is very much a good from her good for her like on a biblical level and that is the movie run sweetheart run oh yeah um, there is a that is i will say that movie even though i didn't end up loving it it was so interesting and it definitely took some twists and turns that i did not see coming but i also really enjoyed matilda's journey with it because I, I saw you like you you watched it in a couple segments yeah and every time i talked to you you thought it was a different genre and i was like mm -mm. <laughs> nope 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 because <laughs> yeah you didn't see that last one coming did you no you don't me neither you really don't <laughs> no you really don't okay grossest scene what was the grossest scene for you this year matilda uh my grossest scene is the bathtub scene in deadstream oh it's real gross. yeah it's real icky <laughs> <laughs> the delayed pow of the bathtub scene. <laughs> 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 that water is so foul. <laughs> I loved it. It was so good. It's All right, so how about good. you, Ariel? Okay, well, so I sort of played by uh, Matilda's rules, and I picked one that wasn't on my personal top 10, but did make it to our collective top 10. Okay. But I'm going to talk about it anyways. Uh, do you remember the scene in Crimes of the Future that is like a stomach zipper fellatio scene? <laughs> Oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, hmm. No, you don't remember? Yes. Was oh, that, no, I do. And not I do. I'm just realizing that I'm dead inside. That's all. That's okay. all. What you're hearing is me just being like, oh, yeah, I guess that is gross. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you aren't a husk, that is pretty gross. <laughs> How about you, Sarah? The bedroom scene in Terrifier 2. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. I forgot about Terrifier 2. You're right. That's full of gross moments. The mashed potatoes, too, are real gross. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I have not seen this movie, and nothing you're saying is helping. Yeah. yeah I'm just that bedroom scene is really it. something. Yeah. yeah. It just keeps going on and on. It, and there's. And then when you yeah. think it's done, he comes back with bleach it and salt. It's not. Yep. And then the Jesus. mom comes in. And... Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm not a husk. Yay! <laughs> I mean, this scene made Sarah uncomfortable. Yeah. So that's really saying something. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right. So from necromantic over there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the worst beauty pageant. <laughs> Little Miss Necromantic. <laughs> that is the worst beauty pageant slash uh, toddlers and tiaras episode. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry, but I just had a flash of Sarah wearing toddlers and tiara gear. Oh, oh God. God. What Ooh. do I have to do to make this happen? <laughs> what, what organ do I have to donate? <laughs> I, I had no idea you were that angry about the titty buckets. <laughs> that's one of my favorite moments from oh, this year <laughs> i have a, can i just really quickly interrupt to tell you a story about the titty buckets yes oh. there's always time for titty bucket talk 
<laughs> okay, so for those of you who aren't a patron and on our Discord, you may not have witnessed the glory of the surprise present I got in the mail from Sarah, but it was little little nipple clamps with buckets on them. Titty buckets. Yeah, little titty buckets. And Those buckets <laughs> they arrived with like okay. they they are big, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still right. waiting for you to model them for us. What the hell? <laughs> they don't look light, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they arrived with like no explanation. I just like, opened them back, and there they were. It was quite something. And I did have my sister's 17 year old staying with me at the time when these arrived and I thought it was like a Christmas present I had ordered from somebody so I just started opening it with them in the room and then I like quickly shoved it back in and ran away <laughs> I'm not having see, this conversation and, that, and that's why I gave you a heads up on it because when I real after I realized it had been delivered I was like oh um yeah I should probably tell her about that in case she opens it up in front of family i thought it was gonna be something children. funny i did not realize i mean it was funny but i didn't or, realize or it was going know. to be explicit this is <laughs> yeah, what happens or, or when or you don't come to the christmas off. special you right. get titty buckets yeah. <laughs> so then, i was drunk okay. and rachel was encouraging like pizza <laughs> i mean that sounds right yeah yeah <laughs> that sounds so, right that's not the end of my story though okay okay <laughs> i had left the package later on i had like moved it and i set it on my kitchen table as i was cleaning and then i oh, forgot god. and left it there oh god nice. and then my mother oh god came oh god <laughs> and while i was out of the room she removed it from said package to look at it oh god she it was something of hers oh god <laughs> so these, these are the questions she has one who are your friends? <laughs> Why are they this way? <laughs> and two, what kind of person do your friends think you are? <laughs> so that was real like fun high too. school again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they need small concerns, <laughs> we're bad influences. <laughs> the power of the trick or treat radio, guys. Look at. <laughs> Yes. Call our power to out. destroy my lives. Uh, <laughs> my so where where do the titty buckets reside currently? They are currently in the top shelf in a cupboard that nobody goes into. <laughs> okay, okay. I think you need to keep an eye on it and see if the guy in the wall comes oh, and snatches God, it out of there. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like something he might find. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Disappear into saying. the same place as the box of not new sex toys then you know something is a oh no oh no oh no i want to hear none of this you hear any interwall rumbling it's like the time i came home and like my roommate was racing vibrators across the coffee table but it'll be in your walls you'll hear the low roar Anyway, how messed up my algorithm is now. You're welcome. I don't doubt it. I'm actually surprised. I feel like your algorithm was sus to begin with. I was just so bummed out that that I was just so bummed out that there wasn't a gift option because I was gonna put the I was gonna write on the tag from old balls new tricks. (laughs) (laughs) We couldn't, Sarah. You got them to come up on your internet. My internet was like. 
No, you don't get to know about this. Oh, I don't know wow. what you like. Dude, algorithm I, seriously, originally. seriously, I, yeah. I, I just Googled titty buckets and like it was the first thing that popped up. <laughs> I got buckets hats with boobs on it. Yeah. Like that was, see, that's all I got. Yeah. Wow. See, I, I do, I do it now because like I had. Are you on it, the dark web? <laughs> <laughs> just, just Google. Uh, yeah, I just it was Googled an it Amazon and it's the first it. thing that came up. Of well, that yep. tracks. Yeah. Yep. That tracks. <laughs> yeah, it's now the second thing that comes up. The first thing that comes up now is uh, from a feed store, and it's like a bucket for like feeding goats or or well, like, that makes goats sense. Or baby animals. I mean, yeah, yeah, that sounds like it'd be in my algorithm. <laughs> yeah. Only All right. Awesome. Amazing. I'm glad that we were able to provide <laughs> experience. Well, Sarah, uh, at my encouragement. Um, All right. Uh, let's see here. Most and speaking of that note, okay, grossest. That's Ariel where we were. In trouble with her mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sample yeah, that thanks, and just send guys. it to this to the <laughs> trick or treat radio guys. I think they'll appreciate that. <laughs> um, okay, grossest scene. Uh, we got Sarah, so that just leaves me and Jody. So Jody's, I'm surprised, was not Ariel's, which is all of the sadness, just all oh. of the sadness. Mm. Yeah, honestly. I've blocked the sadness out of my memory, I think, but <laughs> the scene of the French fry oil is, I mean, there's a lot of grossness in that, but that's probably my favorite scene from that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Melts the skin. Pretty yeah. great. <laughs> so for me, it was men and it's not even like the scene you think. Oh. Because the okay. scene you think, I was just like, I had like an, a Matilda experience during where I was like, I am vibrating. I am having uh -huh. such a great time. Was that the male slut scene? <laughs> uh no it was the final like turducken birth like oh, yeah. that was yeah 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 mm -hmm. but for me it's actually it's it's i mean it's a tie between the mailbox scene and just the discovery of the husband outside yeah. impaled on the fence like uh, i okay. something for some reason we had to rewind and i couldn't watch it the second time it was mm -hmm. too gross. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and it, it, but and, and then also the mailbox scene. Now that you say it, yes, it's a tie. It's a tie. It's a horrifying, horrifying tie. <laughs> okay. All right. Speaking of men, um, most unsettling uh, film of the year for you, Matilda. Uh, this is a movie that I watched early on in the year, and it has really stuck with me. Um, my Ooh. most unsettling is we're all going to the world's fair. The Jane yeah. show. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is so, so effective. Not grim. a lot happens plot wise, but it is so unsettling. It will stick with you. It will haunt you. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still need to catch that one. Yeah, me too. <sighs> it's it's a lot. It's a. I mean, it's a very quiet movie, but yeah. it just has the perfect being dread that just makes mm, you feel okay. like oh yeah yeah i i can go there with you for sure um yeah. okay um most unsettling ariel so incantation was definitely the one that unsettled me the most this year i know that you guys haven't seen this one but it is really good and it has a lot of full core elements to it and there is a particular scene where this woman has to crawl into an underground shrine by herself that <laughs> so unsettling it's a great movie i highly highly recommend it if you can handle subtitles yeah okay i'm gonna have to give it a go i was curious really about good. that one all right how about you uh sarah what was your most unsettling crimes of the future mm -hmm. i mean yeah just, i get that like 
but you know this surgery is sex and and you know surgery and and is art like he's you know what makes a human you know dis all the all the things that he goes through i mean the the feeding chair alone is fucking unsettling <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. But, but i'd say it's probably the most unsettling scene is the autopsy at the towards the end yeah yeah that and the like killing of the child opening scene yeah it's pretty rough <laughs> all right excellent all right most unsettling for jody was men for all the reasons we have said yep and That's for a good one and for me it was actually kind of like slightly billed as for kids did anybody oh. else watch the house on netflix a chance to but mm-hmm. i've heard really good things about it it is an anthology that's all like stop action animation stop yeah stop motion. stop motion animation that's it stop motion animation um and it's three segments the third one is the least disturbing but the first two are so fucked up really oh okay matilda in particular i feel like this is for you because you love a dark fairy tale and the yeah. first segment is very much a dark fairy tale the third one is a very surrealistic one and then one in the middle is just upsetting um, the first one is about like this family that gets like duped by a rich man to live in their mansion. And um, that house is messed up, man. It does messed up stuff to people. <laughs> the second one is about a mouse in modern day who is renovated a house and is trying to sell it. And he gets some very strange uh, people showing up at the open house who won't leave. Oh, and there it is unsettling. <laughs> and just also because everything looks like a taxidermied animal is also mm. adds to it the third one is about these cats that are like the water is rising and they're trying to decide if they want to move on or if they're too attached to the house to leave it's like a much more contemplative joint and it's cute because it's cats in it um but i would definitely say if you just want to be rattled by something the first two segments of the house is very very creepy nice okay yeah all mm. right so last section Best scare of the year, and this can be from anywhere on anywhere on the list. So let's start with you, Matilda. What was the best scare of the year for you? Yeah, so hands down, the best scare of the year for me is Barbarian, where Mm. we first see Mother come for the SARS guard. Yes! (laughs) Yes. Yes. My body was so tense by that point in the movie. Like, I was yeah levitating from my seat and then when that (laughs) happens it just like holy shit and then it just blasts you in the face with light right afterwards and it's so disorienting yeah Yeah. Uh, it really took me on a ride yeah (laughs) that was my best scare i had my my alternate was uh bill scarsgard scuttling out of the dark right before (laughs) (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. oh okay how about you ariel scariest moment this year so for me, it was from my favorite film of the year, Watcher. Aha! <laughs> this might not have been a scariest scene for anybody but me, but when she is standing in the window and she goes to like wave at the guy across from her oh, and then she yeah. doesn't think he's actually looking at her. So she kind of lets her guard down and then all of a sudden his hand slowly goes up. Ah! Oh, chills down my spine. Yeah. I told Rachel this, but I have this like weird reaction when something really unsettles me in a movie. I my eyes water, <laughs> like not crying, but like my eyes will fill up with water. And that happened in that scene because I was just like 
so tense and I've just found it completely chilling. Oh, such a good moment. God, I got to watch that movie again. I've seen it like three times and I I need to watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. How about you, uh, Sarah? Was there anything that actually scared you this year? Mm. I don't know. I don't think anything actually really (laughs) scared me per se. I mean, I found things tense. I mean, Matilda already pretty much said it. I mean, when, when you see the you know, the character in Barbarian, that was pretty terrifying. I got to say, that was really terrifying. Okay, so, I mean, gotcha. That, that was, because, yeah, because you are really tense until that until that moment. And then, mm-hmm. like, that happens and you're just like, oh, God. Yeah, she doesn't just kind of, <laughs> yeah. like, do a little injury to him like you think is going to happen no. in a horror movie. She just dispenses with him. <laughs> she sure yeah. does. Yeah. She sure does. Awesome. Okay, so scariest moment of the year for me. Um, like I said, I was back and forth between that barbarian moment, but ultimately it was smile and smile. That movie really, really creeped me out. Like it was very effective. I know it's not for everybody and that's fine. I acknowledge your feelings. All I know is it scared the shit out of me Mm -hmm. specifically, even though again, I understand this is a trope that you do not enjoy Ariel when the mother (laughs) comes through the door, not because she's, you know, a scary naked lady, but because of the scale. Yes. Like when her hand comes out and then she comes out and it my my lizard brain was not ready for her to be six times bigger than she's supposed to be. And her kind of hulking figure cramped against that ceiling, like lumbering after her was terrifying. And then to follow it with her opening her mouth and just the rows and rows and rows of teeth inside. I love that opening the mouth where there's, you know, because you realize that she's just consumed like person after person after person yeah you know it was very creepy i will definitely give you that i liked it too and also the scene where the psychiatrist well you think it's the psychiatrist turns out it's not when she slowly walks over the back of the couch she's smiling like a goddamn maniac that was great too yes (laughs) yeah creepy like there are some pound for pound, there are yeah. some great jump scares. I I understand that a lot of people had those them all ruined for them by the trailer, but I feel very validated in my decision to always be that weirdo in the movie theater with my eyes and ears yeah. covered during the trailers <laughs> right, because right. I didn't see any of it. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. I saw it, every single jump scare landed because I hadn't seen any of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it was for me too, and and I really like that. And like I get that it's derivative and it's like a lot of other yeah. movies, but I but still the scares had a good time. are solid scares are solid yep all right awesome okay so i know we're going to talk about our most anticipated movies of the next year but we're running a little long so let's go ahead and put that in the extended episode and and uh for the for the patrons okay okay all right cool so for those of you at home let us know what you thought of our list maybe there were some oversights maybe you agree whatever the case may be maybe there's something we missed that we really need to see this year that somehow slipped through the cracks like i'm if there's a really great movie i missed i'm willing to go back and give it a look-see just let us know you can email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com you can come chat with us on the zombie girls facebook group or you can go over to twitter and instagram and slide into the dms at zg podcasts plural uh, if you're enjoying the show, do us a huge favor and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you're getting your pods. Rate and review us. Make us feel real good. Want to watch something spooky to watch tonight? Maybe want to see where to see all of these movies? I mean, January started and there are already some awesome horror movies that have come out. And you can find out when and where to see them by checking out our video on demand and streaming calendar at zombiegirls.com forward slash VOD calendar. I don't know. Just check out zombiegirls.com. 
And if you love us and you want to support us, there's a couple of other ways you can do it. You can do it by buying our merch at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch. I will say new year, new design finally has landed for more deadly. Stay tuned. You're going to see that this month when our first episode in 2023 comes out for more deadly. You're going to want to get that t-shirt because it is awesome. It's designed by an incredible artist named Michelle. Um, yeah, check that out. Um, and you can, of course, support us by joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombie girls, where you get extended episodes, bonus episodes, zombie bites, which are little short form reviews we've been having so tons of fun with. And we have multiple planned for this month. We already just put out one for the menu. This week, we're going to do one on Megan. Next week, there's going to be one for The Last of Us. And I'm guessing there's another one later this month. I can't remember off the top of my head what it is, but there's one that we definitely have to do later this month. I'll figure it out off the air. The point is, you should join our Patreon because not only would you get to hear it, you can actually watch us record them as well because we do them live on Patreon. Um, yeah. Oh, and you get to join the Discord, which is honestly the best perk because we're a fun group of friends and we hang out all day and talk shit. It's great. Uh, that's it for the plugs, except for plan for next episode. We have been... If you've been listening to the episodes, you know, I've been working through a little bit of a backlog. Uh, we have one backlogged episode left, and that is Ariel's selection of Psycho 3 and Exorcist 3, which I'm very excited for you guys to hear. It was a great conversation. Um, do you want to plug that in any way, Ariel? Or Yeah, I mean, I know that it's a little bit of an odd combo to do <laughs> the third in a line of movies for both of these. But there's one there are ones that I've never seen and I wanted to chat about with them with you guys. And I think it turned out really well. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Yeah, definitely. So that's a fun look forward one. to that. If you're it was a fun one. I, it was a weird one, but it actually worked out really well, even though mm -hmm. I had not seen Psycho 2, so I was a little confused. But you guys <laughs> will all hear about that on the next episode. Um, for those of you sticking around, we are going to be talking about our most anticipated movies from 2023, as well as the movies that did not, not only did not make the list, but are like the ones that really let us down this year, the ones that we really did not care for this year. So we're going to basically stick around to hear us be haters. Who doesn't yep. like a That's good a little hate, 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 hate <laughs> session, right? Right. Yes. All right. We need so, the catharsis. <laughs> yes, we do. So unless you're sticking around, that is it for us. Ariel, take us out. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode where we counted down our top movies from 2022. We can close the chapter on that and look forward to all the cool horror movies that are coming out next year. We hope you will join us for all of our episodes where we're going to, I don't know, be disturbed by Sarah and be emotionally abused by Matilda and get to see something fun from Rachel. And who knows? I might do a little of all of those things. Something all black right, and everybody. White. We'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Damn, Ariel. You went in. <laughs> Hey, she chooses. A... She's like, it's 2023, I and I choose violence. <laughs> <laughs> I choose emotional realness. I love it. <laughs> I know the Christmas card I sent you said, you know, it's okay to have have a breakdown this year, but you know, don't take us with you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're so funny. Thanks everybody for listening and to all my co-hosts for waking up early every month just to talk about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly. Our theme song for the show is 80s Halloween Horror by Megan McDuffie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode of the first uh, extended episode of 2023. Hey, here we are. 
It is crazy. It is crazy. You know, the other thing that's crazy is that we're going to hit 100 episodes this year. We were talking about this before the beginning of the of the show, so we've got to start planning something in the next few months. I know. Episode 100. But you never thought that's we'd get here, huh? No, kind of. I did. <laughs> well, we it's took like, like we years long in, like, breaks. 60s for a very mm-hmm. long time, you know. Well, we yeah, but like back. almost two and a half year break. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but no, we came back stronger, better than ever. (laughs) And now here we are looking down the barrel of the triple digis. That's exciting. It is super exciting. We've been doing this for so long. I feel like that's a real milestone, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 2023, it's our year, yo. Yeah. That'd be great. See, I'm slowly infecting you with like minuscule levels of optimism. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. I definitely uh, like like I by the end of 2022 I was so bitter and hopeless. Yeah. But then like that calendar turns for I get the you know what it is I think it's getting a new calendar. It's clean. Uh-huh. There's not a thousand like million meetings in it yet. There isn't like junkets and recordings and due dates and it's just like it's just it's metaphorical possibility. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I can see that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I think that is. That is the thing that like every that's why I get hopeful at the beginning of the year. By the end of the year, I'll be in my usual bitter self. But right now, I'm just like, yeah, adventure awaits. Adventure awaits. <laughs> nice. All right, well, and our hundredth episode. Yes. Let me have this. <laughs> 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 All right. So um before we get into our discussion and and being hater, hater, haters, I'd like to just kind of we didn't do this um on the main part of the show. So I'd love to hear your overall thoughts on the year in horror. I know we talked about trends at the beginning, but like when you think about the year 2022 in horror, what are you going to be, what are you going to think about it? I probably am going to think about what a great year it was. I mean, Mm -hmm. just overall, we got so many movies that were really, really good. For instance, you know, we, we're always talking about this doc that we keep where we're tracking all of our movies and kind of giving recommendations and stuff to each other. And when I was looking at the number of movies I gave a thumbs up to, which is sort yeah. of our highest rating, yeah. I counted it against the last couple of years and it was way higher. I had so many more, which made, of course, my top 10 hard. But yeah. I think there was just a lot of really quality movies and both like we still got a lot of the really great indie horror movies that we've been getting the last few years. I mean, not that there weren't any before then, but I feel like the pandemic, like we've talked about it, really sped that up. But we also got a lot of big ticket kind of blockbustery horror movies too that were really good yeah <clears throat> i think this was the year that i really went back to the theater too yeah so like yeah so there was a lot of really great opportunities theater experiences yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah which i missed definitely mm-hmm. and, and getting to doc. see some of these in the theater was really an important thing yeah barbarian being yeah. like w- chief among them seeing mm-hmm. that in a theater was just like because i think there was a few more people than we felt comfortable with in our normal seats so we were sitting pretty close to the screen so to like have it was like a bit of a, a visual assault <laughs> but in the best way it was yeah it was really, that's cool, really cool. I, I might have loved it even more if i had gotten a theater experience with like other people being shocked around me where i watched mm-hmm. it by myself on my computer like late at night you know? oh yeah yeah it's definitely one of those ones where like you feed off the energy of people sure, around you because sure. everybody like i mean there were many times where i literally like turned my jaw agape to the person <laughs> next to me like what am i watching <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and on the big happening? screen when it turns when you get justin long going down the highway it's like the whole theater is flooded with bright light and you're yeah. like physically yeah. disoriented 
Totally. Totally. <laughs> oh my gosh. How about you, Matilda? When you think about this year, what are you going to think? Um, It was such a good year. And it was a year that it was like, it was maybe it's just because I just saw the menu. This is the metaphor I'm thinking about. It's like I went to a restaurant that I was so excited to go to and I didn't have room to eat everything. <laughs> um, yeah. It was a year yeah. that it yeah. was like the output was more than I could consume um, in a way mm. that that was my only disappointment this year is that there was just too much, right? There's like yeah. TV yeah. shows I Yeah, we definitely had to, to make watch choices. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. How about you, Sarah? Yeah, kind of kind of the same. I feel like there was a lot I I didn't get to nearly half of what I wanted to get to. Um and sounds like there's even more now to add to my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, this is the year I think that the elevated horror and sort of lowbrow horror kind of met in the middle in a way that I really liked. Yeah. Like I think oh, that's the, interesting. the in rather I feel like elevated horror, as like controversial as that all is, like has actually managed to, because of the we live in a capitalist society and they've proven to be pretty financially successful, have managed to elevate horror in general.